Blog Talk Radio. Radio coming to you live here on a Sunday morning. It is that being said, it's our weekend tradition that happens every weekend. Moving into NFL Wild Card Weekend, and two games yesterday, two games today. I'm 0 2. And boy, oh boy, there's a lot to talk about regarding the Kansas City Chiefs. And guys, there is talk. And even Cuervo, as soon as our fine co-host of this program calls in, he even even told me, man, man, it's time for Andy Reid to go. Serious? It might be, boy. That second half of that football game right there could have defined what has been happening in Kansas City. Not just the last few years since Andy Reid has been there, but in their history since joining the NFL, obviously back in the ranks and stuff of that of the uh, AFL before the NFL-AFL merged and created this you know, great big deal that is the NFL today. And I want to tell you right now, you know, I I was <clears throat> sorry. I was I was wrong about Andy Reid. Okay. For the first couple of years I, I just thought this guy was washed in Philadelphia. Then I saw what he did in Kansas City the first year. Amazing. Then I saw what he did in the second year. Amazing. So Andy Reid now, you want to talk about a guy who's on the hot seat. There's guys that want him to go. He, he took his team to the playoffs again. Serious? Serious. People want this guy gone. Fans, I know many fans in the Kansas, Kansas City area want this guy gone. Not able to get over the hump yet again. Are you kidding me? Since 2013, when he took over this team, he's been there five years. Now, you got to remember that Andy Reid has a Super Bowl ring, Super Bowl 31. And no, it wasn't with the Eagles, okay? 
It was before he was the Green Bay Packers. He was an assistant there. AP Coach of the Year 2002, Sporting News Coach of the Year 2000 and 2002. Here's his record, 183, 120, and 1. Postseason, he's 11 and 13. So overall, 194 and 133 and 1. Not too bad. But when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and what they have, or if you want to say, have not accomplished since 2013. That's, you know, he, he, this was his fifth year on his fifth five-year contract. So, I, I don't know. 28-2, to two, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in his first game. So, you know, you take a look at Kansas City, and what were your expectations? And the I was convinced I was wrong about Andy Reid not being able to get the job done. Now, all you got to do is look at the history back into Kansas, not Kansas City, but Philadelphia. And it hasn't been good. This is a team that gave up 12 points. Mark that. They gave it. First of all, the Chiefs didn't score in the second half of this game. That's not good. And then they let the Tennessee Titans, who are pedestrian at best, score ninth in the second half and win the game by one. Pedestrian is the only way that you can, you know, really define what a Tennessee Titans team is right now. I thought they'd grow a little bit more. They, as a matter of fact, I had them winning the South, the AFC South. The problem, though, is is that they're not ready for prime time. I mean, being that team that takes the step forward and says, yeah, look at us, we're about ready to take over. They don't have that killer instinct. I thought Andy Reid would be, you know, at, well, I, did, I wasn't a believer in Andy Reid at the beginning. You go back and listen to the archives of this show, one of the things my problem, just really simple, is, is that, you know, history has a tendency to repeat itself. And I just thought that's what was going to happen with Philadelphia. But then the team started playing better under Andy Reid. So I don't think I was too far off thinking that, you know, yeah, this team's getting better. And they didn't. Well, they did, but they didn't. Because what happens is they get into the playoffs and boom. It's the same story with Andy Reid. The same story. Cannot get the job done. That's not a good story to have. That's not a good uh, legacy to have. Can't win in the playoffs. I don't know. All you got to do is look at the box score of that game and realize what happened. Here's, here's the box score. Marcus Mariota was 19 to 31, 205 yards and two interceptions. Okay. I marked that one interception. 
the rushing game was was doing the job. Derrick Henry, 23 rushes, 156 yards, and one touchdown. If you cannot let one guy have his way with you running the football. And that's what happened yesterday. Not only that, missed tackles everywhere out on the football field. Letting guys get open. And if you give Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota some time, he will get the job done. By the way, also think about this. That was Derrick Henry running the football. That wasn't their stud. This was their backup to the stud, and they let them, they let them go. Not only that, letting them uh, get that first down, a key long first down, and then uh, letting Kelsey do what he does. You, you, you can't. Yeah, Kansas City letting Kelsey do what he does is the only thing that the Kansas City Chiefs did right. But they went way away from it in the second half. Kelsey four catches, sixty-six yards, and a touchdown. Demarcus Robinson. Four catches, 57 yards, a touchdown. After that, it was they were getting chunks. They were getting chunks on the offensive side of the ball, but they weren't getting the scores. And it's like that little engine that could, but they couldn't, meaning to get up the hill just couldn't get over to get the victory. And I'm going to tell you, Kansas State Chiefs lost a lot of games at Arrowhead that they normally don't lose. Hard to be Kansas City and Arrowhead. And this mediocre, less than average, pedestrian Tennessee Titan team comes in and dominates in the second half. They don't deserve to be there. This is the team that lost all those games in a row midseason. So the question I have to ask is, is, are they ready for prime time? Are they afraid of success? Is that Andy Reid's problem? Because Andy Reid has the Super Bowl ring, but it wasn't while he was a head coach. That that game yesterday was ridiculous. If you were, I mean. I think if you really looked at the game objectively, you were probably on Kansas City. Not too many, not too many quote unquote experts were probably going out on the limb taking the Tennessee Titans in this game at Arrowhead. Just it, it, it just wouldn't have made sense. So you look at that game, you look at the NFL. That one that started off. Was was a good start, and then you you had a game in the afternoon slash evening. Los Angeles, the Rams just couldn't get on the board. I don't know what happened there. Now, I wasn't when I made the pick. I picked the Rams to win the game, but even though Todd Gurley rushed the ball fourteen yards, one hundred and one yards. Believe it or not, that's holding Todd Gurley down. You're talking about a guy that consistently 125, 145 yards a game. Now, Atlanta stopped that. 
stop them from getting into the end zone. And most importantly, stopped them through the air on third down, getting the ball into Gurley's hand in the open field. Four catches, 10 yards. Guys, that is how you beat the Rams. Because Jared Goff, 24-45, 259 yards and the touchdown. Guess what? 45. 24-45. They had a good I don't know if you want to call it a good balance. They only rushed the ball 16 times in this game. So this was a team that got desperate, and they went to to throwing the football. And it started out because Atlanta got up on top of them, 6 nothing in the first quarter, and then the Rams got in the board for 10 points before halftime. They went into halftime. 13 to 10, only down three, had an opportunity to win the game. By the way, that hit Kelsey took yesterday, I, I, he's probably still hearing the bells ring right now. Just jump back to that. I saw the, I saw the, uh, the highlight of that, and it was, it was, again, I was like, whoa. But back to the Rams and Falcons. You, you you stop Todd Gurley, which, by the way, because the MVP doesn't have anything to do with postseason. For the first time, I think we probably should give the MVP to a running back. You know, normally, it goes to a quarterback. But I think it's time to make that move. Todd Gurley had a great season. And he is the reason why... They were in the playoffs without question. And I really thought that he would be able to take over this game. But, man, oh, man, did the Atlanta Falcons say, ah, to that. And, and one of the key things, I, you know, I know it's unrealistic for me to think, but usually when teams score in every frame, they win games. It's when you start putting up the goose heads in, in certain quarters. The first and third. Oh, by the way, Rams didn't score in the first quarter, didn't score in the third quarter, and in the fourth only scored three. First and third quarters, man, it, you got to get out. You got to put something up on the board. Interestingly enough, uh, interestingly enough, that is the two games that happened yesterday. Cuervo's going to chime in when he's uh, ready to rock and roll. I'm sure he's out with Mrs. Cuervo having breakfast. And uh, interestingly enough, as we move in, we got two games today. It is wild card weekend. <clears throat> and uh, two games that are happening today, my Jacksonville Jaguars are in action. And I, I you know, they play the Buffalo Bills. We're going to break this one down. Folks, Sonny has... The trusty couch potato quarter. I leave on my desk all the time for games just like this one. And I don't know. I'm going to talk myself into a winner when we start breaking this game down. By the way, just to let you know, you know, in that Tennessee Titan game, Marcus Mariota, you want to talk about bad luck that you have no luck at all? Whoa! Um, 
Marcus Mariota is the pass. The ball's deflected. Goes back into his hand. He goes in for the touchdown. Crazy play. So, interestingly enough, that, you know, and Wild Card Weekend brings those kind of things out. By the way, also, them not getting the ball and scoring a touchdown on that punt where they had to settle for the field goal where the uh, Tennessee Titans muffed it. I mean, they didn't make the, they didn't even make the field goal. How bad is that? There are a lot of things. I mean, so people wanting to talk about Andy Reid losing his job. I can see it, but they were one field goal away, one Marcus Mariota batted back into his hand in for a touchdown. You know, not saying that they wouldn't have got in for the touchdown if it wasn't for that play, but you got to stop the big plays. This is coaching. <clears throat> yes, guys got to make plays, but there are so many mental mistakes out on the football field for the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, the Tennessee Titans are not a good football team. Matter of fact, Jacksonville wiped the floor with them, and I can say that right now. And the main reason why is is because of Marcus Mariota. And listen, Marcus Mariota is going to be a star in this league without question. But the only question that you have is how long will it be before that happens? It might not even be next year, but I think the year after, we're going to see emergence of Marcus Mariota. The question will be is, is who will be the head coach in Tennessee for it to happen. Now, Malarkey saved his job. This victory saved his job. They lose that game, Malarkey's gone. So he saved his job yesterday. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's just the way it happened. So another year of this, but they better win the AFC South convincingly. So look out for that. Leo, the NFL is definitely in primed and ready to go. And what does that mean? That means get ready for some of the best games of the year. Wildcard Weekend is one of those usually that are good, and they save the best for today. Those first two games yeah they're good games don't get me wrong but the games the buffalo bills and jacksonville jaguars that one is that one's so close by the hair of my chinny chin chin i'm telling you and i'm a jaguar fan i'm gonna be rooting for the jaguars i don't know if i can pick them we're gonna talk about that a little bit later on today and then the game that uh this afternoon the panthers and saints that that's gonna be a good one Who's going to come out of that? I, and I was listening, by the way, I, I was listening to, and maybe, maybe my brother's wrong. I gave my brother some props about the NFC and what's going on in the NFC. Who's doing what in the NFC? Who has the, the chance of winning this? Minnesota, or Philadelphia, lots of, lots of quote-unquote experts yesterday. And I, I went back to my thinking of what my brother said. People are missing it. And, guys, you know, by the way, I don't know what the temperature is going to be, but it's been cold. I don't know if it's going to be too cold where it affects both of the teams, not just one, because Philly's used to playing in this stuff. Saints, they play, they play indoors. Panthers play outdoors, but they play in nice weather. Falcons in the Dome. 
So Minnesota played outdoors last year, so they are not too far off. That's why I was looking at that. Maybe we're thinking too much. Maybe I'm thinking too much about the weather having an effect on these games because some of the quote-unquote experts, and then again, I shouldn't really be listening to them because we're better than – we are better than – Guys, we are. Our predictions have, have, were better than most of them over there at Fox, ESPN, CBS. But maybe I'm making too big of a deal on this weather thing. I don't know. We won't know about that until next week because the Jacksonville Jaguars are at home in Jacksonville. But, matter of fact, matter of fact, Let's do this. I'm going to bring in a special guest here for information, and I'm going to I'm going to say she's very smart. Hey Google, what's the weather forecast in? Je- oh, hold on. All right. Hey Google, volume high. Hey Google. What's the weather forecast in Jacksonville, Florida? Today in Jacksonville, it'll be mostly cloudy with a forecasted high of 54 and a low of 46. So not bad weather really in reality. It's not Jacksonville-ish when you think about the weather. You expect it a little bit warmer, but still not too Jacksonville-ish, but not enough to where I think it's going to affect tonight's game. And who's going to win and why or why not? By the way, that was my my Google Mini. Coming up with some of the facts here quicker than what I would be if I, you know, went ahead and typed it into the Google search. She's a little bit smarter and faster. so And she's not going to take the place of my co-host, who is, again, late. But that's okay. We're, we're gonna, we know that. But... <laughs> But the weather is not going to affect this game, so we don't have to worry about that. And the Saints game, well, the Saints game, Marie, is easy. They're in the Dome in New Orleans. <clears throat> that So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. That's what's going on here. We're going to talk about those games a little bit more in depth. There's also, believe it or not, there's other sports besides football. And we're actually going to talk about some of the other sports here a little bit later on in the show. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. We're going to go ahead. We're going to to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And is that being said on a Sunday morning? Wait, something happened. Let me hit a button. Where is it? 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 Mm-hmm. There it is. By the way, we got a new sponsor, which is also kind of cool. We'll be talking about that. Perfections Body Sculpting. She asked me if I wanted to do it. I said, I, I don't want to put you out of business. I mean, this is Body by Sunny here. But nice lady, Perfection Body Sculpting. Take a listen. This is good stuff. We'll be right back here on the Couch and Potato Sports Show. And that being said. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection's body sculpting. Tired of dealing with those stubborn love handles, or do you just want to do something for yourself? 
Contact Tammy at Perfections Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowett. No matter what your goals, Tammy can lead you in the right direction as your goals are her number one priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or stop by her office located at 4514 Rowlett Road, Suite 100 in the heart of Rowlett. That's 214-735-8519. All right, wait a second, guys. I forgot to hit the other button because it was a separate commercial. So that having been said, we're going to hold off on the commercial because guess what? Let me hit the – wait, wait, wait. What is going on? My 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 internet just kind of wanted to die on me. Uh, so that having been said, let's do this. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. It's Cuervo on a Sunday morning. I forgot to hit the other button. I had two, I had a new sponsor, and then I was going to play the regular, the regular commercials. How are you doing this morning, my man? Uh, good, Sonny. How are you this morning? Well, trying to get my head on straight, evidently. I'm not thinking very well. But, hey, I got my coffee. You got your coffee? I do have my coffee. Yes, sir. What, what what kind are you having this morning? Oh, the usual, Sonny. The usual. The hazelnut. The hazelnut cream. All yes, right. Sir. I'm on French vanilla today. So that having been said, you know, I'm glad you're here because that Kansas City Chiefs game was one that you've had some. By the way, crazy plays in that game. You know, Marcus Mariota getting the ball batted, then he gets his own reception, goes in for the touchdown. But, you know, there are obviously a lot of other things in that game. But you take a look at that game in general and Andy Reid. You're calling for Andy Reid's head this morning. Well, actually, after the game, obviously, we weren't on air. But are you honestly thinking it's time for Andy Reid to exit out of Kansas City after five years? And I don't want to even say it was a turnaround in reality because they haven't done much since he's been there in the playoffs. The regular season has been really good. Kind of reminds you of all oh, his history in Philadelphia, maybe. It, it does, Sonny. However, with the with Philadelphia, he did make them a little more successful. Got them to what four straight NFC Championship games. Got them to yes. Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs have have not sniffed either one of those yet uh, since he's been the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. So. With that said, you know, I, 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 um, I know I was some pretty rational comments I made right after the game. Um, what, I, what I would say, Sonny, is that I really think, uh, I think what needs to change, maybe, maybe Andy Reid gets one more year. Okay, I'll, I'll say that. He gets one more shot, in my opinion. But I'm going to tell you right now, I, I think Alex Smith's days are done. I think he's done in Kansas City because really when, when well, you think about it. That was a bad second half. It, it was a very bad second half. And, you know, people are starting to use the excuse of, well, they lost Travis Kelsey, so they had to completely change their, their game plan. And while that may be true, uh, that's what makes teams good. That's what, makes, that's what separates the good from the great is you're able to adjust. And so to yep. tell me that losing your, your tight end is going to affect 
your ability to score that much to the point where you don't even score another point the rest the of the game half. because you lost Who's your tight that? end? That that's that's an, that's to me. I don't think that's a good enough excuse, Sonny. Um, I, I think I think the uh, Chiefs could have done a much better job of executing in the second half. For example, if I told you that Kareem Hunt, the 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 rushing leader in the NFL as a rookie, by the way, had eleven carries in that game yesterday. Yep. Can 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 we explain that? Can we explain? I can. Why that happened? Why was why was the focus offensively so much on Alex Smith yesterday and the passing game? As you say, Sonny, can we talk? Can we talk, yes. please? Can we talk? Exactly. <laughs> I know why. I know why they did it because what happens, especially in the playoff games, panic. That that football game had panic written all over it, and you've seen it. Now, it was even before Kelsey went out of the game. So that so can't even blame the panic on that play, even though it was a big. By the way, he's probably still hearing birds. That was a hit yesterday. That was that was uh, wow. That was a pop. But that having mm-hmm. been said, once you start going to panic mode, then you see quarterbacks throwing the ball forty-five to fifty-five times in the game and abandoned. What got them there in the first place, you can just look at the Rams yesterday. They did the same thing. They abandoned the run, only 14 rushes for Todd Gurley. Hey, can we talk? There's that, I mean, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But those are the kind of things when teams go into panic mode, and that's what happened yesterday. But the only thing that really confuses me about the whole thing, this is a football team was at home. Kansas City was at home. Now, this year, they have lost more games at Arrowhead than they normally do at home. So, that you know, it shouldn't have surprised us because of kind of the trend. But you also remember how many games they dropped in a row in the middle of the season. That's what we saw out on the football field. And panic was the reason why they lost a lot of those games during that losing streak. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Right, and, and, and you are yeah, – that is a very good point, Sonny. You know, the teams that, that go into panic mode. You know, I would have figured if, if any team was going to do that, it was going to be the new Tennessee Titan, you know, the team yes. that hasn't, hasn't been to the playoffs yet and hasn't tasted that experience of being a playoff team. Uh, normally, those are the teams that you think about when – when it comes to, okay, this team's going to, you know, they're going to panic and they're going to do things that they normally don't. And mm-hmm. it turned out to be the Kansas City Chiefs, the team with the, with the experience that panicked. And, and, really, and with mean, Marcus Mariota's job on the line yesterday, too, Cuervo. Yeah, so, I mean, really, it just it just kind of, it just blew my mind that, that, uh, that, that happened in reality. I mean, Marlarkey. The, the way everything. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's. I just, I don't know. It's it's almost it's almost like when you think about it, it's like it, it shocks you, but then again, it doesn't shock you because if you go back last year, it kind of happened then as well, where right they uh, you know they they kind of abandoned what what got them into the playoffs and. You know, it was, it was it was Alex Smith trying to do things he normally doesn't do or is not capable of doing, 
and it, it just kind of it just kind of went to hell. I mean, they 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 scored what twelve points or whatever it was. I can't remember the final score of that game, but well, they scored um, they scored nineteen in the second half, Quarpo, and it Kansas City got oh, blanked in the yeah. second half of that game. So you Correct. know, but yeah, twelve points in the fourth quarter. But you're you're absolutely right. You think Tennessee would buckle under the pressure with Marlarkey's job on the line? Hey, listen, there were reports before that game came out that if he loses that game, he's gone, and they're going to go after Josh McDaniels. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know what you do. I mean, do, I mean, if you can get Josh McDaniel. Yeah, I think you got to even still get rid of Malarkey even in the next round when they lose, and that's when they're going to lose. Um, so, you know, the expectations of what the Tennessee Titans are, maybe it will be about how they lose that game uh, next week. or You know, that part I don't know. But if you look at the numbers, Cuervo, you look at the Tennessee Titans, they were a perfect 50 for 50, all right? Passing the foot, mm-hmm. passing to rushing, 50-50. Now, Kansas City – they weren't very off as far as that was concerned, but in the second half is when it got lopsided. Okay, they were running the football a lot in the first half of the game, um, and then they abandoned it in the second half. That's the reason why you're seeing the numbers kind of being close, um, a little bit more past the rush. But in the second half, boy, that was that was, you know, Alex Smith. What are you going to do for us? Twenty-two or thirty-three, two hundred sixty-four yards, two touchdowns. I will tell you this: in the playoff, in the regular season, that's a nice that's a nice stat line. In the playoffs, however, uh-huh. Cuervo, that is not necessarily a good playoff line at your quarterback position. If you've got your guy, the 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 franchise guy, the guy that you have no question about, those numbers right there are a guy who's on his way out the door. And I'm right there with you. I think he's on his way out the door. Uh, you're talking about Alex Smith or, or Andy Reid? Yeah, Sunday? Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Yeah, you know it could be both of them. It could be Alex Smith and Andy Reid. You know, you know Andy Reid's been riding that Alex Smith, but you know, bus for so long. But uh, the I'm, I'm not sure if he's the GM there or not. I'm not sure. I haven't even checked that out. Uh, but if he I is, think, he definitely think, needs no. to be fired. Yeah, I don't think. He yeah, is, I don't think uh, he know, is. But someone's got to get. You know. Yeah, I don't know. If you think that Alex Smith is the answer, that's fine. How much um, how much participation that he gives in, whether or not they need a certain guy, I don't know how much he actually puts into that. I'm sure he has something to say about it. I'm sure he says we need we need a new quarterback. Well, guess what? They do. They got that rook that's about ready to walk in here. And I, in, I mean, d- does Kansas City take that risk, bring that rook off of the bench, and you know, and let this guy take it over. The guy, at least, now, you, I hate preseason because they make everybody look like superstars sometimes, you know, and the difference between a preseason game and a regular season game, night and day. Um, but I think Mahomes mm-hmm. has the, the the skills. You think Kansas City takes that risk and goes next year and goes Mahomes and says, adios, Alex Smith. Uh uh, yeah, I think there's a very good chance that that happens. If you think, you know, you think about it, Sonny, they 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 traded up, however many draft spots to get this guy. I think it was six to, spots. Yeah, and so to to sit here and question whether they feel like 
you know, he should be the next starting quarterback of the franchise. It's, it's kind of, it kind of has you leave you, you know, leaving you with a confused look on your face. Like, okay, well, why did you go and get this guy if you don't feel like he's going to be the next quarterback of your franchise? So um, now I will say this, maybe, maybe it's happening a little bit faster than they, they wanted or expected. Uh, but you know what? Um, that's, that's the way it goes sometimes. And you have all off season now to get, to get ready get him ready to go so in reality um you know come next year there shouldn't really be any you know question as to whether he's going to be the starting quarterback or or whatever the case may be um and that's assuming Alex Smith is gone so who knows maybe they're maybe they're crazy enough something to give Alex Smith and Andy Reid one more year um who knows but that that's it's it's kind of like God, we talk about the definition of insanity, where uh-huh. you, know, you can't expect you can't expect a different result if you, if you come out with the same thing. Uh, you know, you can't you can't do that. You can't try the same thing and then expect different results. It's not going to happen. Yep, they move they moved up to the ten spot. I'm not sure what their original spot was, uh, but they if I I thought it was sixteen. I thought they were at sixteen, so I think they jumped up ten spots in order to grab them up, you know, but, you know, you think about it. Now think about this, uh, Cuervo, in the third round is where they got their NFL's r- rushing leader, Kareem Hunt. I mean, remember, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt's a rookie. So, th- I, and frankly, I think that might help Mahomes. Okay, he's got a rookie who played all year long. Mahomes didn't hit it. And I think, I think Hunt, depending on the situation, might be able to help him a lot. Uh, you know, with his transition into the starting position uh, at the quarterback, uh, two guys coming out. I mean, but third round, and you know, got your running back with the you know rushing title. That's that that's big stuff. I you know, I I am quite impressed about what Kansas City did in the draft. In fact, mm-hmm. I think they did heads and above more than what anybody really expected them to do in that draft, and that that's one. I think what was Green Hunt out of Toledo, I think, or something like some some small obscure school from somewhere. I think I almost think it's Toledo. Mm-hmm. I think someone said it. So, but that was an interesting game right there. But the game last night, as far as the night game was concerned, you were right. I went zero and two. You went one. You went one and one. You know, the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they they stopped Todd Gurley. Okay, and when you stop Todd Gurley. Guess what? You win football. You you win that football game. And they did stop Todd Gurley only fourteen rushes, one hundred and one yards. But that's not even the point of the fact. Cuervo, they stopped Todd Gurley in the passing game. Four rushes, ten yards. Never got into the end zone. That is a football team that knew how to beat this team. And I'll be honest with you, Cuervo. If I was thinking it, they were thinking it. They got the job done. My my deal is the reason why I picked the Rams. I didn't think they could get the job done. I thought Todd Gurley was going to be able to take this game over and win the game for him. That didn't happen. I don't want to hear about home field and all this other crap, how they didn't have a crowd or all that. I'm talking about play out on the football field. I thought Todd Gurley would take it over. That didn't happen. No, it didn't happen, Sonny. You know, and, and another thing that hurt the Rams, too, was some some – bad timing of turnovers. So it was just yes. nothing, right? In the first yep. quarter. And then yep. 
And then on the on the kickoff after Atlanta scored their second field goal, the Rams fumble the ball on the kickoff. Yep. And the Falcons get the ball back and they go down and they score a touchdown. Now it's thirteen yep. nothing. Instead Boom. of six to three, maybe seven to six, and the Rams are winning. So really, I mean, that's what really hurt the Rams too. Some 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 costly turnovers, bad timing on turnovers. Um mental and, mistakes. Yeah, and, and Atlanta capitalized. I mean there's really yeah. nothing I mean there's nothing else you can really say. They they capitalized. Unlike Kansas City a, who got the muff punt yesterday and they 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 tried the field goal and missed it off the muff muff punt to Tennessee. So, you know Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. You have to capitalize on opportunities, Sonny, and Atlanta did last night. Um, that's not why I picked them to win the game originally. Um, however, it, it definitely helped out. So, um, what, yeah. what hurt the Rams too, in my opinion, I'm looking at I'm looking at the balance offensively. Sixteen rushes to forty five passes. Can't do it uh, when you got Todd Gurley on that football field. No, nope, I agree yeah, with you. And, and, you know, and, and regardless, even even out of those forty five passing attempts, Todd Gurley was targeted. Okay, ten times, but ten out of forty-five. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I think they could have gotten a little more involved, but. I mean, if you're going to campaign for this guy to be the MVP of the league over, uh, you know, a Tom Brady or a Russell Wilson or some of these other guys that that Carson Wentz that had great years, um, you know, you you can't you can't get the guy twenty-four total touches. And, and expect them to uh, go out there and, and, and make a whole lot happen. I mean, you got yeah. you got he's got to have more touches than that. So you got uh, and you got and you got to do more with those touches. And, and, and at least now, granted, you're not supposed to look at this game when you figure out who you want to go for the MVP. You're not supposed to, but we all know the voters that are in, they looked at this game and say, well. You know, th- this game might have cost him the MVP, even though it shouldn't matter. Um, I think it might. And, of course, and you just named off three quarterbacks right there. You know, that, that one of those three are probably going to end up winning the MVP. Exactly, Sonny. And, you know, and that's what I don't like. That's why I don't like um, the MVP being announced the night before the Super Bowl. Because yeah. I kind of do feel like maybe playoff performances do affect voting. That's why they I know do they it, do. You know, the day after the season is over, uh, prior agree. to even the first playoff game being played. So, yep. You know, I, I I disagree with the timing of of those awards being handed out. Um, but you know, I mean, we're just two guys on Blog Talk Radio talking about it, Sonny. So yeah, what the so, hell do we know? Ain't nobody hearing us. Yeah, what the hell do we know exactly? <laughs> So, but you're you're you are right about that. Unfortunately, that's the way that it does work. And and I'm with you, Cuervo. I think it does feed in. I think they. I think it does overflow because I think Todd Gurley. You take away this game. I mean, people were talking about this guy. Will will he dethrone a quarterback at the MVP? I mean, and frankly, I'm taking the game completely out of it. I want I. I even said it before. I think the guys should get the MVP. I really do. And it doesn't even matter what they did in this game, which was nothing, unfortunately, for him. Um, I'll tell you right now, but, see, it works both ways. If he would have had a big game, Cuervo, I mean, you know, Tom Brady and everybody else better have had a good game in the playoffs as well um, because Todd Mm -hmm. Gurley is going to be right there at the same time. So, 
yeah, there's something to be said. There's something to be said about it. I, I'm right there with you, Cuervo. Not a great big fan of this football game uh, or the picking of the MVP before the playoffs. It, it doesn't make very much sense because it does affect what's going on out there. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely it yeah. does. So, that having been said, now we need to take a break because since Sonny didn't push the button, I walked away to get more coffee. Um, that we had mm-hmm. dead air there for a while. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to take the quick break. When we come back, well, let's, I mean, we're, let's jump into the two games that are going to go on. We'll start with one of them. We'll break it down probably a little bit more now since we've got a lot of time instead of having to do 16 games in, in the time. We've got plenty of time to knock out these two games. We'll do that when we come back here. On the Couch Potato Sports Show, it's that being said on a Sunday morning. It is NFL Wild Card Weekend. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. Good. You ready for tomorrow? Yeah. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, if it is fresh...
This is Sunny Clark, radio voice at your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. All right, we are <clears throat> we are back here on the couch today this morning show. This is Lisa Zombie Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. Two games yesterday, we got those covered. Bad performances against teams that you might have thought would do better. One at home should have done better, Kansas City. I, I don't expect a lot from the L.A. Rams at home because they're just disinterested in NFL football. But that having been said, two big games here this week, Cuervo, or today, Cuervo, and obviously the NFL did very well with their scheduling because they got the best two games here on Sunday. Of course, that's what they want to do. Let's be honest, Cuervo. They want to make sure that all the games on Sundays continue to be good. Buffalo and Jacksonville, Carolina and New Orleans. We might as well just start it off and kick it into the first game that's going to go on. Let's take a look at the games that are happening today. And, of course, in Jacksonville. By the way, it's going to be beautiful out in Jacksonville. And uh, a big-time game. At least that's according to my, my, uh, the forecast there in Jacksonville. Hey, Google, what's the temperature going to be in Jacksonville? The temperature in Jacksonville right now is 50. There's our special guest, our uh, my Google, well, I call her something else, but our Google lady. I'll call her my Google lady. Nice weather in, in Jacksonville Isn't that today. Alexa, for the, uh, that, no, that's Google. Is that her name? Is the, the Google home, is, is she Alexis? Or is that a different one? Yo, yo, that's yo, a- Cuervo. The Amazon commercial. Yeah, no, yeah, th- this was for Google Home. I got the Google Home one, so it's uh, not the okay. – yeah. But she gives me the forecast uh, that that is a factor today because they're in Jacksonville, and with all the cold that was going on, it passed by. It's going to be beautiful football weather. In the mid-50s is beautiful football weather. Buffalo, they're used to cold. Jacksonville, not so. It kind of helped Jacksonville to get that temperature up there so they're not playing in the freezing cold that has been happening over in Florida. That's been going on. So good game here today, Jacksonville Jaguars. And let's break it down, Cuervo, and talk about it because if you look at these two football teams, they're almost identical except that, I mean, you got two quarterbacks that are not very good, okay, and you have two defenses, which are the leaders of the team, Jacksonville obviously having the better defense. And, but I don't know if it's, it's cut and dry as it is when you just look at those, because a lot of times you just say, who's the better quarterback? Well, Bortles isn't great. Tyrod Taylor sucks. And then 
you, then you're looking at you know, what you call Saxonville um, getting to the quarterback. You know, I don't know what's going to be the difference in this game, but I will tell you right now, Cuervo, if the Jacksonville Jaguars expect to win this game, forget the fact they got a good defense. We've seen it here in the last two weeks of the season where when Blake Bortles is not playing well, this is a football team that sometimes cannot get back into the game. Is that going to be a factor here today, you think? I mean, it could be. I mean, this is a game that, you know, if a team jumps out by 10 points, um, that's not the time to play conservative. And, I mean, ask the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs about that. I mean, that's exactly what happened to them yesterday. So, with that said, I mean, it's kind of like if you smell the blood, you got to go for the kill, Sonny. And, and, and we'll see yeah. whose team has that killer mentality to be able to to suffocate a team if they if they have them to their advantage. Uh, these are two teams that obviously haven't been to the postseason in, in, in however many years. We all know the story with Buffalo. I think for Jacksonville, it's been between eight and ten years for them as well. So two thousand seven. Ten years. Yeah, so these are two brand new teams uh, reintroducing themselves to the to the postseason, the NFL postseason. So, um, you know, normally we're talking about either Baltimore or Cincinnati or mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, Indi- even Indianapolis in recent memory. But uh, but that's not the case this year. So, you know, and, and with that said, Sonny, uh, I mean. It's gonna. This one's got me a little confused, but I think I think I've got it figured out. Um, what I'm gonna be looking at really is the running games. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously the story with Buffalo is Shady McCoy. Is he is he is he gonna be good to play? Is he is he gonna be able to sustain with that ankle, or or is, is it gonna be a situation where he only gets so many carries to just try and help control? Um, you know, and for Jacksonville, I mean, hey. He's a rookie, Sonny, but Leonard Fournette, I think this is the guy that can, um, you know, that, that can uh, rise up to the uh, the occasion of of being able to play an NFL playoff game in his rookie season. I mean, he went to LSU. He, he played it in, you know, in, in big games against Alabama and things like that in his college career. So um, th- this should be nothing different in reality. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting which running back can, can – help their quarterback out because these quarterbacks, I mean, as you mentioned, not, you know, they're, they're not exactly, uh, you know, Tom Brady's or, or Joe Montana. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit different where, you know, it, it, the focus is not the quarterbacks. It, it, to me, I think it's the, the uh, running backs, the offensive line, uh, but, you know, we'll see who's able to stop the run. In this game right here, Cuervo, this game is a classic fairy tale game in reality. The Cinderella fairy tale. These two teams, by the way, if someone told me that the Buffalo Bills were going to make the playoffs this year, I would have called them liars. Uh, guess what? I said the same thing about the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, that having been said, you see what Jacksonville did. They beefed up a defense that got them in the situation. Uh, to where that's what's winning football games for them. And then Buffalo, you know, just, you know, they had to get lucky. Um, one team had to lose yesterday while they won and, you know, it, things of that sort. So a little luck, sometimes it's, being, it's better being lucky than good. 
And, and I think that's what you got here because, you know, Jacksonville, they, they had a good season. Don't get me wrong. But 10 and 6, okay, is not so impressive where you go, oh, yeah, this is a team that can run the table. This is a team that probably not going to run the table. I mean, never mind. Let's just say they get the victory here today. They're going to run into Tom Brady and or Ben Roethlisberger on the way up to get to the AFC Championship game or Super Bowl. You know, this is a team that can't beat those two teams. It's just, I mean, at least in a row. They might get one or the other, whatever the case may be. Um, But, so, like you said, Jaguars haven't seen the playoffs since uh, 2007. And the Buffalo Bills, hopefully they weren't partying like it was 1999. Oh, which, by the way, was the last year they made the playoffs. So you look at a, you look at two teams, like you said, inexperienced at least recently in the playoffs. And not only that, Guervo, especially in Buffalo's case, it's a totally different game today than in 1999. I mean, you go back to 1999, you're seeing totally different type of football being played out on the football field. Not that anybody is still in uniform for them, but even if you go back to Jacksonville and they had somebody from that team, which they don't, it's still a different team from 10 years ago. So this is all new water for both of these two football teams as they go in here tonight. So you can call them, you can call this game, the Cinderella story game of the, of the playoffs. Uh, But you say whatever you want, Doug Marone, he has taken this, this football team and changed the way that they play football. So, and don't forget Doug Marone also coached this uh, Bills team back in 2013, 2014, before walking away. Cuervo, there was a reason why this guy walked away from a head coaching job and actually was looking to get paid. They were going to pay him more. He still walked away. And not only that, he pocketed the $4 million and just walked away from the, uh, walked away from that contract. So, I don't know. I mean, he's seen the writing on the wall in Buffalo, and I know what the writing on the wall is, Cuervo. It's Tyrod Taylor. You want to talk about an Achilles heel? That's what's going on there in Buffalo. Same thing with the Bortles situation. Their quarterbacks are their heels. And you go back to what you said, the running back, you know, over there in Buffalo, you know, will 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 Shady McCoy be ready to go with the injuries? Let's not forget. Leonard Fournette is a guy who's had injuries as well throughout the season as well. Had a good season, but both of them kind of nicked up into this game. So, Cuervo, what you're talking about as far as the running game, I think is really going to be huge. Who's going to really, really be healthy? Because you can't believe those injury reports coming from teams in the NFL. No, no. Sometimes they, you know, they tend to uh, stretch as some people would like to say, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's you know, the reason I'm bringing that up is, again, you know, the, the quarterbacks are not very – they're not experienced at all. Yep. But, you know, and another thing, too, is, is coaching. You know, you mentioned Doug Marone. This is a guy that knows this Buffalo Bills team pretty well. Um, and then on the other side, you got Sean McDermott, who, you know, with – but the things that he did in Philadelphia, he's got some experience, you know, he's in Carolina. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was Carolina's defensive coordinator two years ago when he they was. went to the Super Bowl. So, you know, the, you know, 
the coaches have some experience or they have some sort of advantage where they know the other team. So it's really, when it comes to the coaching, Sonny, it's going to be, it's going to be a chess match. You know, who blinks first, who makes the wrong move first and who's going to pounce on it. So I remember Cuervo. If you, if you remember, I don't know if you remember, but before the combine, when they introduced Doug Marone as the head coach, I remember them talking, you know, and Marone doing the politically correct answer, saying it was wrong for him to walk away from the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to tell you right now, that was the way he's got Jacksonville playing and where he is today. I bet you if you talk to him off the record, he's going to say it was the smartest move he made as an NFL head coach in his career. Oh, I, I, I would – Probably, yeah, I would say that's probably pretty accurate, Sonny. I mean, especially with the success that he's having in Jacksonville. You know, if they were if they were a 3-13 team, I think he'd be second-guessing himself. But the fact that, you know, he, he went 11-5, and five, uh, you know, he's got a third, a three-seed in the playoffs. Um, you know, right now, hey, it's looking like it was the right move. But, you know, I mean, I'd be, I'd be willing to, to – but he might be. He may. He may not have the same mentality if the Jaguars finished the season five and eleven, and yes. they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> How they would have finished if it, if they weren't sitting at the three seats. Now it is a big surprise. You also take a look at the AFC and what they're all about. You're talking about teams that missed the playoffs going eleven and uh, eleven and five. Look back to, uh, obviously, the Patriots after they lost Tom Brady and uh, Matt Castle stepping in. Uh, missed the playoffs with an 11-5 record. This year, mm-hmm. this is a team, you know, the AFC, 10-6. and six, They wrap up the third spot. So, and you look at the NFC, Cuervo, it's, it's like they switched. You know, you're looking at big numbers over in the NFC winning games compared to the AFC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, there is, a, you know, it's different, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I, I, uh, I think this is going to be a game that uh, really comes down to, you know, it, it could be something as small as a penalty, something as small mm-hmm. as, as an unsafe, you know, a, a badly timed turnover, um, just, just the little things that that got you there that hopefully doesn't hurt that team, you know, that team at the same time. But I have a feeling that's what, that is what could wind up happening. By the way, just to let you know, and this happened, and I didn't hear about this until yesterday, Cuervo, and I almost mm-hmm. fell out of my chair. Back in, Buff, uh, back in uh, Cincinnati, when Cincinnati came back for that game, Buffalo Bills came to the airport to thank Andy Dalton. There was a bit, I don't know if you've seen this. There's a video where the Buffalo Bills fans came back to thank Andy Dalton. What a story. Oh, and it goes further than that, Sonny. I mean, I've, I've, I've been hearing that they, that Bills fans have been, I guess they, they researched and they looked up uh, certain charities that, uh-huh. uh, or that they're a part of, and they donated. They donated money to those charities. 
to say, hey, you know what you the Bills need to do thing. is go out and get Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've heard that. I've actually heard that. And, you know, it may not be a great story. That may not be the worst idea. Um, obviously, oh, no, it's not. You know, I mean, I, I mean, obviously he's going to be downgrading at wide receiver, but he's getting a huge upgrade in the running back position. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and, and he's got to face Tom Brady twice a year. I mean, you know, that's all another story. But, <laughs> um, you know, that, yeah, that, he, may, he know. may not like that idea. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it may not, it may not be what what it what you normally get though. So, um. Now with all that stuff going on in New England, um, I'm sure we'll we'll cover that. Maybe may, if not today, some other time in the very near future. But, uh, I've got some thoughts. Actually, on we're going to discuss that after this after this game, and then we'll discuss that, and then get into the last game. So yes, that's kind of the way I'm rolling. Okay. Good. Good. I'm, so I've got some I've got some thoughts. So I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I was on this. I was way ahead of I was way ahead of this report, so there you go. But that having been said, yeah, Tyrod Taylor and that situation over there and what's going on. Now Quervo, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna mute you while I talk because I'm getting a uh, a replay back from you. So I'm gonna mute you and then I'll bring you back in. You'll know when I bring you back in. We've doing been doing this long enough. Let's take a look at some of the things that are going on. Buffalo defensively, they rank thirtieth in stopping the run. That is not good going into this game for them, especially with Leonard Fournette. The difference between McCoy and Fournette McCoy didn't practice this week. Fournette did. Fournette seems to be more healthy right now than McCoy. Like you said, will it be more of a decoy to have him out on the football field to where you have to worry about him or not? That's what the defense has to happen. But when you're 30th in stopping the run and the Jaguars, uh, you know, rushing the football, they're fifth in scoring, uh, you know, and the offense and things of that sort uh, is fifth in scoring. A lot of that comes from the rushing game. That's going to be a problem, I think, in this game. And I, I don't want people to think that I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm actually going to pick the Jaguars in the game. I almost didn't, but I think Cuervo, as I, as I'm going to throw it back to you, this injury with Shady McCoy is the big difference maker. Like. You- and obviously the quarterback play, I think they'll 86 themselves out as well. Yeah, Sonny, that that is a big injury. And I, 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 uh, there was a skip. I don't know. There were some things I didn't hear you say, but um, yeah, I mean that that is that is obviously the big story as, as everybody's been talking about is, is the injury to McCoy because if he if he's not effective or he can't play or whatever the case may be, um, Buffalo's in a lot of trouble. I mean, he's he's honestly, Sonny, he's their one saving grace to be able to stay in this game offensively because in, and, and if he can't get it done, if he can't go, um, you know, Buffalo is going to be in a lot of trouble because that defense of Jacksonville, it, it's, it's no joke, Sonny. I mean, everybody thinks that maybe, maybe it's a fluke or, or whatever. They just, it's, it's not you know, a fluke. Very much competition. Maybe they didn't play very much competition in, in the regular season. Uh, go back and watch that game at catch up field against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's that, the yep. defense is no – it is not a fluke at all. So, um, But I'm right there with you, Sonny. I mean, I, and I'm surprised you're picking your Jaguars. But good for you. Good for you that you're going with your guys. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going with this. my guys not because of my heart, though. I actually did look this game over. I took a lot because if, oh, if you, you asked me at the, you if you asked if you asked me this last week at the end of the games last week, I had the Buffalo Bills winning this game. This injury, and I'm going to tell you right now, Shady McCoy was 100. percent I would not pick him because you can arguably say. The Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs because of Shady McCoy, because of the way they won football games this year. Well, I mean, you know, nor and and I would normally they it was because of defense. You know, I mean, Buffalo in recent years has been known for their defense. But what's happened to their defense? You know, they got rid of they got rid of Marshall Darius. They've gotten rid of uh, Mario Williams. They've gotten rid of Reggie Ragland, the the, the, the linebacker who's, who's now with Kansas yep. City. They've been getting rid of their defensive pieces. And, um, you, know, it, it, you know, I mean, obviously Eric Berry going down the first game of the season hurt them big time. Um, I don't know how much of a difference it was going to make throughout the year. But, I mean, this is – I mean, you're talking about one of the best uh, safeties in the game in Eric Berry. So, um you know, obviously that was a huge blow for them, um, but uh, I, I think Kansas City defense still played played well throughout the year. But you know, Buffalo's defense—that's that's what I see with that—is you know they were dominant for a couple of years, but then they started getting rid of guys. And yeah. I and I didn't know. I mean, was it the money? That was, was after it? Marone left. Yeah, well, and, and you know, uh, obviously uh, Darius followed him down to Jacksonville in a trade. Yep. Uh, you know, between him and Campbell, boy, I, I mean, I just don't know how. Even if with Shady McCoy, how is how is Buffalo going to run the football with those yeah. two guys up front? How, how is that going to happen? I I, that, I will tell you this right now. It's it's crazy talk of what that whole thing is. Is if you less than a hundred percent Shady McCoy is definitely going to be able to get past that. Not only that, Cuervo, forget that. Let's say he gets past that first line. He gets past that defensive line, which I don't think happens. He's not going to get past those linebackers. Not only that, they're one of the best. If you looked at the whole season, Cuervo, you looked at the way they've been tackling. Sure, fire tackling. You don't see a lot of bump. I, I call them bump tackles where you just knock someone down. They're wrapping guys up. And that is the difference of, uh, uh, also as well on that side of the football. You know, and frankly, when I'm looking at the game, I think Jacksonville wins this game actually quite handily because of the situation. And here's the huge thing. When you're looking at the quarterback position for Jacksonville, there's going to be two interceptions in this game or two turnovers, regardless of what it is. If, and we go back to what happened yesterday. That didn't happen for teams. If Buffalo is unable to capitalize on the at least at least two turnovers that Blake Bortles is going to give them, they're going to lose the game, and that is going to be the difference. It, when you got a quarterback who can't move the ball up and down the field consistently, and you can't score on opportunities, that's when you lose football games. That's what's going to happen here today. So this book almost wrote itself in reality because of the type of uh, of quarterback play. You look at Tyrod Taylor. And Blake Bortles, who who do you want? Well, that just depends upon your offense in reality, because if you take Tyrod Taylor and put him in the Jacksonville Jaguar offense, he's not going to have success there. They got the right type of quarterback, which is that drop-up drop pass, not running uh, quarterback, 
and that's going to be successful. And the thing about Blake Bortles, he doesn't have to be perfection today. Uh, he's got to maintain the game, make sure that he doesn't. And if and here's the thing: if he doesn't turn the ball ball over, Jaguars win by 14. That's kind of the way I looked at this game. I, so I'm on the Jaguars. Are you on the Jaguars? I am on the Jaguars. Sonny Saxonville, baby. Let's go. Saxonville. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to. Now, the good thing is for Buffalo, they got Tyrod Taylor that runs around like a chicken without a head out there. Um, so it's going to be hard to bring him down. So maybe they can get him in a couple of cents where they can get him down. Now, the big news that happened this week, where both not just last week, but the week before, we were talking about the Patriots. And the simple fact of the matter is, Cuervo, I caught this two weeks ago, and this came down to my idea of what is going on at the head coaching position in New England. That This year, and I, I've made it a point to watch this because I've had an inkling about this all year. You look at Bill Belichick. The guy's been a jerk his whole career. Don't get me wrong. This is a guy who doesn't want to talk to 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 media. He doesn't want to answer stupid questions week in, week out, because it's the same thing over and over and over. And he gives you the generic answer over and over and over. But this year, Bill Belichick has seemed to be more pissed off than in the past. This guy, This guy – you know, you can ask him, you know, how he's feeling, and he'll get pissed off at you. Now, that having been said, and I, by the way, I saw this coming a mile away. When, when you got a guy who is, first of all, I call him a quiet egomaniac, okay? The guy doesn't like to talk, but it's his way or the highway, and if you don't like it, you'll leave. We've seen many cases of guys leave this football team that you're going, what? Why'd they get rid of that? And not just as recently as Jimmy Garoppolo. So this guy gets what he wants when he wants. He's the general manager as well as the coach. So this is a deal. And I knew there was something going on. And the simple fact of the matter is, is when the guy who hires you tells you to do something and it ticks you off, it creates a domino effect, which turns into Brissett gone for a washed up wide receiver. And then you get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo for nothing guys. And Oh, by the way, they go ahead, they grab up. And by the way, I'm rooting against the Patriots to win the Super Bowl this year. And the reason being is because of my boys, the backup quarterback, the Tom Brady. And there's, there should be no way in hell that you can get a Super Bowl ring when you are a less than lacking quarterback in the NFL. And we all know who I'm talking about, who's backing it up who was the starter for San Francisco. I'm going to leave his name out of it, but this this whole story, Cuervo, it comes from ego. It comes from a guy who's been doing his job for so long, and this, it, it reminds me, if, you, if you've ever watched Bull Durham, okay? Bull Durham's back, uh, you know, Crash Davis is behind the plate, and, and a, a crazy pitcher who has no control over there and and he puts down the signal in the in the ninth inning 
and he shakes off his leader. He says, no, no, no. He shakes off his leader, and he says, can you believe this garbage? This guy is pitching a two-hit shutout, and he's shaking me off. This is what's happening here with Bob Kraft and Mr. Bill Belichick. He is shaking me off after, you know, after I've led this team to this many Super Bowls, and we're about ready to go to six. This some, some gun right here is shaking me off. I, can you believe this nonsense? That's what's going on here, Cuervo. He is being second-guessed from the job that he's been doing since day one, and there was no need to do it, even though it was Tom Brady, the golden boy that he is, and he's not happy about it. That's the reason why Jacoby is gone, as well as Jimmy Garoppolo has gone, because he's gone at the end of the season. I said it two weeks ago, reminded everybody last week, and then kaboom, it's coming out here and everybody's talking about it, Cuervo. I'm sure you got something to say about this situation as well. What what what, what is your take from this story? Oh, well, first of all, Sonny, I mean, you know, it, it, it kind of uh, it surprised me, but it didn't because, you know, we sit up here and we talk about a lot of different theories or a lot of different things that we think may be happening and, you know, we throw some, we've thrown some crazy things around. Cam Newton getting traded to the New York Giants. Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> going to the Patriots. Uh, you know, Tom Brady becoming a, a 49er or whatever it was. We've thrown some, we've thrown some crazy comments around. You know, and, and two weeks ago, it was, kind of felt like it was the same thing. Oh, Bill Belichick leaving New England. Yeah, okay. Um, when that happens, they're both gone. Well, here we are, Sonny. Yep. September, or January 7th. The morning of, and we are talking about Bill Belichick, possibly. I mean, there's there's no there's no confirmation or anything like that, but one of them leaving without the other. And I and I honestly never would have thought that that, that is a possibility. I thought it was going to be a package deal where when one leaves, the other one leaves. I tell you. Variables can be can be uh, 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 they can be devastating, Sonny. And the variable yep. in this one is Bob Kraft. Uh, Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft is the variable because the mistake that he made was he showed favoritism. He showed loyalty. He showed emotion toward the player. As an owner, not that I am an owner, not that I'll ever be an owner, I hit the lotto and decided to try and buy the Chicago Bears. But <laughs> as an owner, Sonny, you can never, ever show favoritism or show emotion to a player. Yep. Because guess what? Especially when that player is 40 years old and is on the, and is on the last leg of his career. That's where Bob Kraft messed up. And you know what, mm-hmm. honey? New England, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, after this season, after this season, New England Patriots will never be the same franchise that they have been for the past 17 years. They will never be the same. Why? Whether Bill Belichick leaves even if he doesn't leave, he for some reason sticks around. 
it's never going to be the same. I'm telling you, and, and Colin Cowherd, and I know you don't like Colin Cowherd, but you've got to listen to what he was saying because, in my opinion, he is dead on with it. You go back three weeks ago, that Monday night game against Miami, you can't sit there and tell me if you watched the game. And you thought to yourself, something doesn't seem right with this New England Patriots team right now. Because we all picked New England to just destroy Miami in that game, did we not? And we did. Miami, Miami turned around and gave it to the Patriots. Now, granted, if you really know football and you follow teams and matchups and things like that, New England has never done well in Miami. They yep. have lost their games in Miami. Six Jay Cutler is the quarterback? Yeah. I was banking on New England winning that game. Okay? <laughs> so, but we, but I don't know about you, Sonny, but I, and I, I watched, I didn't watch all the game, but I watched most of it. And I said, you know, something seems weird. Something does not feel right. It's, it's, New England's not playing like their normal self. And I even said that to some people. Like, the Patriots do not look like the team that they normally look like, okay? And, and, and a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, they're playing Pittsburgh the next week. They didn't want to give away a lot of what they want to, you know, what they do, blah, 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 blah. No. No. I'm going to tell you what it really came down to in my opinion. came down to, like you said, Belichick's pissed off. He said, you know what? I'm going to throw this game on national TV. You're damn right. That, that, I just said that. Bill Belichick threw that Monday night game on purpose. And you know what? Wow. I don't blame him one bit. I don't blame him one bit because the owner of the team showed loyalty. He showed emotion. Oh, come here, Tommy. It's going to be okay. Jimmy will never threaten your job again. We're going to trade him away. Hey, Bill. Hey, you're getting rid of Garoppolo whether you like it or not. What the hell? What's going on? No. We're committed to Tom. He's going to be our quarterback. And that's what it's going to be. I'm the owner, and I'm, I'm making this decision. All right, you're the boss. What happens? They trade him away for, for a second-round pick. They could have easily got him for a first-rounder. Okay? So they're like, okay, you want to trade him away? Here you go. Here. Drop the low gone for a second-round pick. So, you know, with, with Belichick, I mean, Sonny, I'm, t- you know, that that to me is what happened. He threw that Monday night game, and you know what? They're they're gonna lose their playoff game. They're not gonna win a game this postseason, and that right there signifies the end. This is the beginning of the end right now. You wait until next week when they go out there and they play whoever they're gonna play. Telling you, Sonny, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly, and everybody's going to know. Everybody knows the reports that are out. Everybody knows what's going on and all the stories that supposedly happened behind closed doors. And the guy that wrote this article stands behind it. You know, and I I saw the comments that he made. He stands behind what he said. So now, years late, years from now, Sonny, are we going to hear more stuff about whether the Patriots? actually cheated their way to five championships or not, uh, who knows. But would it surprise you? It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me one bit. 
But I'm telling you, Sonny, Patriots will not win a postseason game this year, and that's when everybody's going to really know, yep, this thing is done. And Tom Brady's not going to know what to do. And that's when everybody's going to realize that Bill Belichick is the reason. Not Tom Brady. Bill Belichick is the reason that this franchise has been so successful for the past 17 years. He threw Tom Brady out there in that Monday night game against Miami and said, you know what? You figure it out, golden boy. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't well, do there it. you go. Yep. He needs well, daddy Bill. Well, Cuervo, let's find out what someone else has to say about this. Is the good old boy himself here. On the Sunday morning, that being said, by the way, it is not breathing. I apologize. I've been exercising as I do that. So, no. <laughs> but it is. Brian Simon from Way in Sports Talk. How you doing, my friend? Good to hear from you this morning. Oh, doing good, guys. Great show, by the way. But, Cuervo, you may be on to something, but I think you have to favor Tom Brady a little bit because without Brady, I don't care. Belichick's a good coach. They wouldn't have had all those Super Bowl rings. I'm telling you, the, the, the only mistake they made was getting rid of Garoppolo. If Brady didn't want him on there, too bad, bitch. He's your backup when you are when you turn 41 and you're done. We're keeping him. So, Belichick may be acting like a little bitch in all this. That's what Throwing I'm saying. A game? That, is that the owner, the owner made a mistake by – Showing favoritism to Brady, that that that's not a business decision. That is, that's him being emotional and, and saying and coddling Brady and saying it's okay, Tom. Jimmy Jimmy's gone now. He's not going to threaten your job anymore. To me, I say you know what, I, you got to think about as an owner moving forward and what's going to be best for your franchise for the next ten years. And Garoppolo was the next the, the best thing for the next ten years. And, but, but, but do you really believe okay. Brady said that? It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Would not surprise me one bit because here's the thing, and, and and I know you guys aren't fans of Shannon Sharp, but if anybody knows things behind closed doors of of an NFL team, it's that guy. He, you know, we we talk about wide receivers and 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 how diva they can be and and how egotistical they can be. You know what he said? He said quarterbacks are the most, the biggest egos because they're they're sensitive and and, and they they, you know they they uh, they want to you know be the 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 focus all the time, the, the center of attention. And you know, I sat back and I thought about. It. I was like, yeah, he's kind of got a point. He's kind of has a point there. And problem is that Garoppolo started to threaten Brady for that starting job, and Brady didn't like it. And he went crying to the owner, and the owner coddled him and said, "Okay, Tom, we'll get rid of we'll get a, we'll get rid of the the future for the next ten years because you don't like it." And that's when the Patriots messed up. It was at that moment that the Patriots messed up. And yeah, you know, but but you got to You got to admit, Brian, Bill's got Bill's got reason to be mad. He's got reason to be mad. Well, here's the biggest problem I have. Here's the biggest problem I have was the way they screwed Gronkowski out of getting his big bonus by not throwing him the ball the other day. That's what that's what I'm looking at more than anything. Where do you think that comes from? It comes from Kraft. Interestingly enough, 
that's and and uh, that goes back to what I said. This was Crash Davis, you know, having their their being questioned. That's what this was. This was Crash Davis. Uh, you know, it's a classic. You've got a guy who's been doing it for as many years as Belichick has been doing it, without question, has had this success. Now, granted, I will say this. They, they got lucky in the sixth round, bringing Tom Brady there. They got the they got the goat, and the combination of the goat on the football field and the goat on the sideline has put it together very well. But at the same he time, the, the weight, the weight. Oh, oh, oh! Without question, I mean, you, you're so far That's off Cam that Newton, you don't bitches. think that. Bill, oh come on! Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are the goats without question. I, and and I, I hate the fact that I can say that. I wish it could be somebody else. You know. By the way, Jeff it, George. Hard to, it, <laughs> I love Jeff George. By the way, uh, Todd Marinovich. <laughs> hey, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> so, but it, it is you, you, you. It, it, when you got a guy who's been running this team for as long as, as Belichick has been doing, uh, the guy's been making solid moves after solid moves. Now, here's one thing, and I did actually see the thing on uh, Shannon Sharp, which we said years ago, by the way, and, it, and not that it was any big secret, but it is huge. About quarterbacks, Brett Favre says, hey, it's not my job to teach Aaron Rodgers how to be a quarterback, so screw him. I'm not doing any of it. That's not my job. That's the coach's job. And you go back to the egotistical part of it, and you look at some of the greats that are out there, and there are many. But I'm going to tell you right now, the only one I don't think that has that ego is Drew Brees. This guy seems cool, calm, and collective in almost everything he does. But outside of that, Tom Brady – Tom Brady can throw a fit on the sideline. I find it hilariously funny by him acting like a five-year-old ripping into uh, his offensive coordinator on the sideline, cursing worse than a sailor because he wants what he wants. And so, you know, and, and, and to the point, I think Peyton Manning was to that point because unfortunately for the Indianapolis Colts at the time, he was smarter than the head coach. So when things didn't go his way, he's like, well, Jesus, I've been doing this a long time. I'm a goat, and you're questioning me. You, they, those, those egos get in the way. But when you look at this, this is done. I mean, you, you're talking, this is done this year. And they could come out and do all their announcement, making quote-unquote official statements, and quote-unquote say that the reports are – uh, a total fabrication and fiction. Absolutely, uh, Bill C- Belichick will be the coach next season. Bill Belichick will drop this in his at, you know lap in a heartbeat. He'll drop it right before a Super Bowl if he gets pissed off enough. That's how he's pissed off. He's an old man. This guy, this guy is the, the atypical grumpy old man, and he don't care if his wife, Bob Kraft, likes it or not, he's going to do it anyway. Screw her. Him. Yeah. Whatever the case well, may be. Well, that's well, what funny, you're funny, he can go out and get a He can go out and get a $100 million contract, and I can't remember who said that, and I agree with him. He could say, screw the Patriots after this year, and I think he will. So I think he can go out for five years and get $20 million a year. 
Uh, I think he's got a good five years left in him. I don't think he's going to play with the coach of Patriots anymore, guys. That, that's a fact. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think there's something, uh, and there's something. Listen, when someone comes out, this is multi-source. By the way, this is not just one, you know, former employee pissed off and giving them some good good stuff to go on. This is multi-source stuff that came out in the story. So I, I'm I'm more into believe it's more than more than fiction or quote fabrication. You know, you can say it's a fabrication, but it still be true. Maybe the extent of what's being talked about might be a little quote unquote over exaggerated, but the word is still exaggerated. You know, it's it, there's some truth to it. So, you know, I, I think after it's almost like being married for 15 years, you know, sooner or later you just realize this is the way this guy's going to be. So, this is the way it's going to be, and they stay in the marriages for 50 years. That's what this is. This is a marriage that's about well, I'm, ready I'm to explode. I'm hoping that's what my wife does. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not changing. This, I told her. It's over. That, yeah, that's, and that's, that's what it is. And this is Bob Kraft telling Bill Belichick, you're going to do it my way now. And, and and it's like a husband listening to his wife saying, okay, we'll do it. No, Bill Belichick says, screw you. I'm from the old school, and we're going to do it my way. So, and, and, and you can say whatever you want about relationships. They all go through ups and downs. But guess what? They eventually get back up on the same page if they're going to last. And Bill Belichick this year is so far off. I mean, the the guy just sits and he's like, God, I'm sitting in front of the press again, talking about and giving yeah. the same answers again. I'm sick hey, and guys. freaking tired of it. Sonny, can I ask you something? Who was Bill Belichick sure. before Tom Brady? Who was he? He was a nobody. He was a used car salesman losing his ass in football. Tom Brady showed up and he won, so that's why Kraft is loyal to him. It's because Tom Brady is the New England Patriots. Tom Brady brought all this revenue, all this profit to this owner. Of course he's going to favor Tom Brady. Of course. That, that, uh, no, I, I look at it different. If I was Kraft, I'd be looking at, yes, Tom Brady is there, but look at all of the things that, I mean, the trading away of players at the right time, making big moves at the right time, bringing it, and then all of a sudden he's making stupid-ass decisions right now after he's told what to do. He's like, Screw you! I'll get rid of your freaking future, and then we'll get it. Who's going? Hey, Cuervo, who's the backup <laughs> quarterback in, in in New England? That's the way I'll screw you over. Because when Tom Brady comes in, guess who's coming in? Brian freaking Hoyer. Brian <laughs> freaking Hoyer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that it, he says, screw you. Hey, we got Jimmy G. He could be the backup. No, I'll just screw you over really good. And that is the atypical, yeah. you know, Cuervo was talking about throwing a game. This is Bill Belichick saying, yeah, okay, I can't wait till that some gun goes down one game and then we bring in Brian Hoyer. This was a statement yeah. that was made by Bill Belichick, and this is the way it'll be, and he will drop it in their laps in a heartbeat, Cuervo. Can't, but, you, I, you can't tell me differently. Sorry, I, I want to say something real quick. Sorry to interrupt. Cuervo's 100% right that, that they threw that game, and I think Cuervo's on to something about about the playoffs. If if we feel this way and we know it, imagine what these players in the team, if Brady makes these guys call him sir 
and do all this, they may be willing to send him out looking like a fucking loser. I mean, just <laughs> just getting sacked every time. And I, I'm not throwing Quer- – Cuervo's stupid for picking the Falcons last night. I'll give him that. He was dumb. I don't know how it happened. But, 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 but the Patriots – I'm joking. I, I still don't know how that game happened. But I think the Patriots may send one more message and it be the end of the playoffs. They're not going to give Brady that ring. Yeah. I, I don't want to throw that out there, but I agreed with you, Cuervo. No, yeah, that, and, that, and that, that's just my theory. I'm not – obviously, I haven't heard anything saying, I have a Patriots plan on throwing their playoff game or they plan on losing. <laughs> but, you know I, – I'm just, you know, that's that. What better way, if you're Bill Belichick, what better way to, to, to end your time in New England than to say, you know what? No, nah, I don't feel like winning. We're, we're, we're going to lose this game. I, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure we lose this game, and and I, and I'm going to clean my desk out and I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go to the Giants. He's going to New York. Well, he's got a hot wife to go home to, too. So there you go. Well, actually, it's Damn. a girlfriend. He's not married to her. I mean, she's easily on the he's, ice. He's, he's going, hey, Sonny, he's going to the Giants and making Eli Manning another couple Super Bowls right now. Yeah, Boy, right. Yeah. I, I don't, he, even, he's I don't think get... even Bill Belichick can help that. And he's going to make $12 million. He's going to top Gruden's 10 He's going to get $12 million. And he should. And yeah, that's a joke, too. Gruden, Gruden he should sucks. always be Gruden the highest paid coach. Listen, listen, Gruden's, Gruden is, you know, and, and I like Tom Gruden with what he's doing right now. This guy's lucky he's got a Super Bowl ring if it wasn't Tony Junji. If he's not kissing Tony Junji's toes and feet and giving them foot massages every day to thank him for giving them a Super Bowl team, he should be doing it. He's overrated. And and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm just predicting it. I don't know anything about John Gruden whatsoever. This guy is a heart attack waiting to happen. I've watched this guy on the sidelines. He looks like he's about ready to keel over every time he gets pissed off. So watch that. that I, I think that's a big, big, big thing that they got to look at. But Cuervo made a, a very interesting statement, and I think he's right. He, he And he, even though Cuervo didn't know it, he stole Chris Jericho's line. And he's, he said the Patriots were never, ever – going to be the same again and I think he's right I think I think we're seeing and, and you usually see this when they bring in new people but we're seeing it with the what's going on right now and what's happening here and, and listen they lose next week I mean I'd be shocked because of talent more so but if Bill Belichick wants to drop this in his ass. That's the way you do it in the playoffs right before. And, and <laughs> Cuervo, Cuervo, I think you're on to something right here because that Monday night game, yeah. that, that, there was, listen, that's Jay Cutler at the quarterback position. That's not Drew Brees. That's not Aaron Rodgers. That, that's not Philip Rivers. These are that was Jay freaking Cutler, and you can't beat them with Jay. Now, if it has a different quarterback, I understand, but that's Jay Cutler there. And not only that, Cuervo, the way they dominated that game. By the way, just to let you know, and it was like New England wasn't even there. They were out of position. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't in uh, prime position to make the plays, and that's coaching, by the way. And so I, I, you know, 
people think I was crazy when I said Jim Harbaugh through those games. You know, yeah. So you know, now you understand where I'm coming from. You you just see the way that it happened, and it, it gut tells you this was a throw. And I think I'm right there with you, Cuervo. You're a genius. But, but can I ask y'all something real quick? Can I ask you something? Sure. If, if that ahead, is, I, I don't. It don't doubt me about being thrown, Cuervo. But if Brady is the greatest player of all time and everything, how would Belichick throw this football game with him being the quarterback? And what would Belichick have done to throw that game? Uh, I think I, he 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 threw Brady into the wolves and said, "Figure it out." That's what he But did. the greatest player of all time should be able to beat the Miami Dolphins, right? You would think so. You would think, you would think so, you right? You would think. Uh, so that, that's, so, my only, so that's my only knock is it on Tom that, Brady, that, that theory. Hey, that, that theory right there, though, we're talking about Tarvin. You said they couldn't do it without Tom Brady. If he said, well, son, figure it out yourself, and they couldn't get it done against the Jake Cutler. I mean, so, <laughs> and, and – that, that's why I go coach every single time in this instance, okay? You, you see the success of this guy. And, yes, Tom Brady is a big portion of what's going on out there without question. But at the same time, the reason why they are winning, the reason why they continue to win is Tom Brady, but they still need to be able to put the pieces together in order for him to win. Mm-hmm. Now, I get your point about it being Tom Brady because Tom Brady has made names from different people all over the world, okay? But the difference between Tom Brady and Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning never had a coaching staff. This is different. There's a coaching staff involved here, and that's the reason why they're winning. Peyton Manning had nobody in Indianapolis when they won the Super Bowls or when they were trying to win Super Bowls, Okay, same thing that happened when he went over to Denver. John Fox, hey, John Fox is a joke. Everybody knows it. So that's the difference. You have a real coaching staff in there. And not saying that Tom Brady wouldn't be great without uh, Bill Belichick, but he wouldn't be as great in reality without him as well. And that's the backbone of your team. I agree. I'll even take – go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But I'll tell you this: I'll throw Mike McCarthy away to keep Aaron Rodgers. Though there's there's sometimes you got to keep that that great quarterback and screw the coach, and I think that's one of them too. <laughs> well, he's not a great coach. I mean, look at Mike McCarthy. Okay, Mike McCarthy is no not even close to being what uh, Bill Belichick is as the head coach. And the fact of the matter is, is that, but that could be because. He is not the general manager either, bringing in nobody. Look, look at the Green Bay Packers for the last years, guys. Okay, where have the, where have there been flaws on that football team? The first and obvious one is defense. They haven't had a defense forever. Okay, and then throw up on the fact that in the off season they did absolutely nothing to protect their their goats. They did nothing on the offensive line. And the fact that the GM actually ended up in reality when he says he's, quote, unquote, stepping away. No, they promoted this guy to get him out of the GM so maybe someone can figure out how are we going to win the Super Bowl? We need some offensive linemen. Instead of spending over $50 million on one guy in two years that is a wide receiver. Dime a dozen position, big mistake. 
Yeah, especially when the name is Devontae Adams, who's yeah, he's all right. <laughs> he, I mean, he ain't I mean, no, God, he ain't they, no. He's a pedestrian. They're gonna pay him twenty-five million dollars next year and the year after that, and that's really what the contract is. It's ridiculous. I mean, that guy should be fired for that move right there. Never mind not getting an offensive lineman. That contract, they, they said, we got to get this guy out of here. <laughs> well, well yeah. look, 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 I mean, the Panthers' leadership, ownership, giving Ron Rivera a damn extension. How dumb are they? Yeah. Oh, I mean, how, how about the Bengals? How about the Bengals and Marvin Lewis? I, 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 I don't get mind. it. Uh, I, I don't get it. Uh, maybe maybe someone's watching a different somewhere. NFL football game than I have for the last ten years that he's been, you know, the head coach of them. But guess what? Oh, they beat the the Ravens in the last in the last game of the year. With you know, that's like Brian Hoyer. Last four, game didn't mean anything to him. Oh, you know, but it, and now that whole thing instead of it getting Brian Hoyer the money, it gets the head coach the money. It's disgusting. It's dumb. This is the Brian Hoyer moving coaching right here. Yeah, hey guys, how, how late are y'all going till today? One o'clock Eastern, twelve Central. Yep, one one o'clock Eastern. Okay. We're we're uh, we're we haven't got to the back. second game yet. You got it, my friend. Well, always good. I'm gonna try to call in for the Panthers and 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 if Ron wins today, Ron Rivera pulls a win. I'll forgive him, guys, for this season. But it's been <laughs> it's been terrible. And and I and I have a theory of why Cam Newton has struggled the last couple of years. So I'll share that with you when I get back on here in a few. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. We'll hold off on that. When do you think you'll be back in? We'll go to the game when you come back. When do you think you'll be back on? Well. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be back by 12:30 Eastern. So I just picked up lunch well, to bring it back. Hour. Hopefully the baby will be asleep. Yeah, so I'll call back. You got it. All right, last All half right. hour we'll get Tarvin back in here. Uh, he is Brian Tarvin, the host of Way in Sports Talk. We'll have to talk before the game before that. Um, but uh, it, good points in there. And the the NFL off season, by the way, I think Cuervo this is going to be one of the most entertaining off seasons just because of what's going on in New England. Because when that thing falls apart, it, it, it it's gonna it's gonna be a madhouse of news, speculation, reports, reports, facts of not facts, or we heard from a non named source. All of it's going to completely blow up, and it's going to be very entertaining here in the off season. Oh, people are going to be celebrating in the streets, Sonny. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's like Ding Dong, the witch is dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> I forgot what movie that's from, but uh, but that that's what it's going to feel like. It's you know, people are people in Pittsburgh are going to be rejoicing. People in New York are going to be rejoicing. Miami, uh, uh, Kansas City, Buffalo, and people all over. You know, AFC. Teams, Baltimore, the, the the cities of those teams are going to be rejoicing. They're going to be celebrating, you know. Yeah. Like, like man, finally, you know, it's, 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 we don't have to worry about the the Patriots anymore. Like, it's, there's actually going to be opportunities for other teams to get into the Super Bowl. And so, yep. Um, you know, with that said, I mean, I've I've got I've got even more theories and, and more stuff that I want to share. So, let's get to the game. Let's do. But, Let's do that. Let, uh, about the next game or this situation here? The situation in New England. All right. Well, by the way, the, we, Ding Dong, the Wicked Witch is Dead is from The Wizard of Oz. But That's what, what I thought. What, what, else are you, what else are you hearing or at least thinking? You're, the, the 
theories according to Cuervo? Well, the next theory I've got, Sonny, is that Bill Belichick, is, his focus has not been on winning football games. Although they have, obviously, they they went, what, 13-3, and 12-4, whatever it was, number one seed. That's the easy part. That's the it easy is part easy. for Bill Belichick. Yeah, okay, it is. Here, here's the thing. Here's, here's what I think has been ever since the, the Garoppolo trade went down, obviously, that's when things changed in New England. Yes. I honestly believe, Sonny, that once that happened and his mind is made up that he's out, okay, um, at that point I think his focus changed to getting his coordinators ready to be head coaches and to get the hell out of there as well. It, it was pretty much a matter of them three probably getting together, whether it was, you know, over a phone call or or whatever, and say, listen, guys, um, we just I, – I, I've been forced to trade Jimmy away, and uh, after a conversation with, with, you know, Mr. Kraft, whatever, whatever, um, I think it's I think it's time we all go in a different direction. So I'm going to get you guys – prepped. I'm going to get you guys ready to become head coaches. I'm going to teach you some things that what I know and whatever, whatever. And um, you guys need to get out of here. Okay. A lot of people don't know this yet, Sonny, but it's sounding like Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator, is going to take the Detroit Lions job after the season. Uh, That is what the rumor is. Yeah, that, it, it, and I think it's going to happen. I think that's going to be a good spot for him because the the offense is is fine. The defense is what needs work. Okay, and he's obviously a defensive guy. So with that said, it's a perfect fit for him. Now, yes. Uh, uh, as far as Josh McDaniels, I mean that's a roll of the dice, Sonny. Who knows? I mean he's tried the head coaching thing before, but. You know, who's going to take it? Who, who, what offense needs help? Well, hey, we need help in Chicago. But our, our, our focus is on bigger fish, obviously, uh, if, we can, if we can lure him in. But, um, you know, it, 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 in reality, I mean, Josh McDaniels, well, he'll get some interviews. I don't know. It, it, the Many. That went down in Denver. I don't know. People have a bad taste in their mouth about Josh McDaniels. They, they don't, I don't know if people really trust him. But uh, Matt Patricia will definitely get head coaching job, uh, and it's most likely going to be in Detroit. So um, that's well, my that's hey. my other theory as far as Cuerva. as where Belichick has been focused, and I think it's it's getting those two guys ready to get the hell out of there. He's like, look, we need we need to move on. We need to just forget about this place. Like, hey, the run was great. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for everything, but um, you know it's time to move on. This thing is is. It's it, you know the, the the owner has made his mind up of where where his loyalty lies and you know so with that said it's it's you know you got to move on Cuervo. let them figure it out. Jo- Josh McDaniel interviewed for the Chicago Bears job. I know he just did. just just yesterday or right, Friday. I know so he did, Sonny. That that uh, right, listen, I, I don't, I don't know, know how I feel about you, that. I was like, how do you feel about this as a Bear fan? 
see me, I am a general Bears fan. I'm not a diehard. I, I mean, I lived in the area. I mean, I was in Aurora, Illinois. I mean, you know, I, I was a Bear, I, I was a Bear fan without question. But since I moved away, I kind of, you know, not, you know, the devotion of the Bears as much as I really have been in the past when I lived there. I don't know how I feel about it, but I don't see it as a downgrade going from John Fox to Josh McDaniel. Well, would you consider it an upgrade, or is it kind of like the same no, thing? No, I think I it mean, would be an upgrade, it just, just because of pedigree. And I say that because if you look at Bill Belichick, he went to Cleveland, and guess what? Fell on his face. Well, guess what? Josh McDaniel, he went to the Denver Broncos, fell on his face. Second time around, I mean, well, obviously Bill Belichick went around, but here he is now sitting right there in New England you know, maybe sometimes it's better to swallow your pride. Hey, give Josh McDaniels all the credit in the world. This guy swallowed his pride and walked right back to Bill Belichick. I mean, so the guy's not an idiot. I mean, he knows where the, he knows where the smarts are. And I think, mm-hmm. and this is where it goes back to what your theory is about them being prepped and ready to go. I think Josh McDaniels would not be going anywhere except New England if, Bill Belichick was still there. If Bill Belichick would still be there, Josh McDaniels would be there one more year, get him prepped to take over the team next year. That's how I think the succession will be. But I think Belichick is done. Um, but the the question is, is that, I mean, there are a lot of rumors out there about, you know, Bill Belichick maybe going to the Giants, which I think he's too old. See, I think Bill Belichick is, he cannot coach a team that has got harsh media. And what I mean by that is media every single day in his face. I mean, so he can't come to Dallas. He can't go to New York. He needs to go into, you know, a Buffalo job in reality. A Buffalo Bills job would be great for him because the media isn't so big. Um, at, you know, Chicago, they'd be all over him. Even going to California where the – they're not going to be all over him. I think that I think this guy is so sick of media. The media is going to be driving him out of it more so than the play out on the football field. Well, um, yeah, I don't know, Sonny. I mean, I I think, yeah, because Boston. I mean, Boston's a pretty big media market, but I don't know. I mean, from what from what I well, know, he's used to that, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From what I know, though, he. He would be interested in going to a team that A has a young quarterback, B yes, uh, he would you know leave the team in a better state than he than he when he got there. You know what I mean? Like make them better than what they were when he got there, and and C have not total control, but you know a pretty good amount of control. You know as far as GM decisions, obviously head coach. I'm just saying something. Mitch Trubisky's a young quarterback. You can't get any worse than five and unless you're the Cleveland Browns. And I'm pretty sure Ryan Pace would be willing to let Belichick be involved in GM decisions. Not that he would be the GM, but I'm just saying, with a guy like that, you might want to Would the Bears spend that saying. much money? The Bears don't like spending money. Would they spend the money on him? Do you think even though he's as great as he is? I mean, no. I mean, the Bears have never been known to write a check. No, not until the McCaskies sell the team is when things may get better for the Bears. But it's it's just a 
it'd, it'd be a great thought, you know, and then that's something that they talked about Thursday morning, no, Friday morning, after everything broke, um, you know, in the Chicago Sports Radio talk show, they said, look, McCaskies are, are traditionally known to be cheapos, but um, this is the one time that as a bear, as a bear fan nation, as a bear fan community, uh, uh, please, please open the checkbook up. If you have the opportunity to grab this guy, open up the checkbook. This is the one guy that will change the franchise. Maybe not forever, but it will change it instantly. So there's there's only one place Bill Belichick goes. I, I and I, I I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna just play it out the way. There's only one thing that this guy needs to prove if he needs to prove anything at all, which I don't think he does. There's no question this guy's the best head coach ever to play, be a coach out on the football field. GM, I think he's one of the best GMs ever to be at, at the same time, Cuervo. There's one franchise that is in dire need of a real GM, and that's San Francisco. I'm going to tell you right now, you dump John Lynch in a heartbeat if you can get Bill Belichick as your GM to help the, you know, Kyle Shanahan you know, bring that franchise back to what they are known to be, which is a story franchise instead of the joke that they are right now. Well, and he'll, he'll have his guy back, too, as quarterback. Jimmy G. I, I yep. love I love speculation. I love theories. Now you said you got another theory. What other other theory are you thinking about regarding this situation? Oh no, that was that was the last one, Sonny. Oh, <laughs> I mean, okay. I'd love to have more theories on it, but yeah, that was it for me. My theory base well, is that, now empty. Yeah, I I just got the new theory. You know, with the idea of where would Bill Belichick go? The only place that he goes where Jimmy is, and and. Right over there, and believe me, if you're the 49ers, and, and listen, you know John Lynch has made some questionable moves. I think when you when you bring Brian Hoyer in there, you got to be fired immediately. Um, but you know that move right there could be something that's there. It, it's the only place that I can foresee him going. So it's huge right there. So that having been said, Cuervo, um, let's take our break here. Um, and your noise is getting a little loud in the back, so I'm going to mute you right now just so that you know, so you're no, no surprise there, So because his noise is getting a little bit loud. So we're going to do this. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk about the game that is coming upcoming here as well. Um, and we'll cover that, and we'll take you all the way up to noon, Central Standard Time, 1 o'clock Eastern here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, it's NFL Wild Card Weekend. We'll be right back. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection's body sculpting. Tired of dealing with those stubborn love handles, or do you just want to do something for yourself? Contact Tammy at Perfection's Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. No matter what your goals, Tammy can lead you in the right direction, as your goals are her number one priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or stop by our office located at 4514 Rowlett Road, Suite 100, in the heart of Rowlett. That's 214-735-8519. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. 
co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive-through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is "Amazing people serving amazing drinks, amazingly fast." Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world, and their specialty is caramelicious. If you're new to scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66, with a convenient drive-through, so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee, located in Rowlett. Buying or selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not nychadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer after-school programs, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit them on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified, licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course... Give Allen Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. 
All right, back up on the couch, potato sports show with Sonny Clark. Radio going to hour number three of the show. Another hour left. Quiver had to dump off. He had some bad background noise, so you know we kicked him off. Tell him to get back in when he can. Uh, as we are now flying solo, just myself, Sonny Clark. You know, interesting stories. You know, we talk about things on this show, and obviously we're talking about speculation, and we will define our speculation. Sometimes our speculation comes right, sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes we stand upon certain things that we see, see how things are going. And and I don't know how you cannot see the writing on the wall and what's going on. Matt Patricia, he's gone. He's going to go to Detroit. That's done. Will Josh McDaniel leave New England? Or will he be inclined to stay to take that job? I don't know. Will Will Bill Belichick look at it as a, a slap in the face if he takes his job? Should Josh McDaniel be in consideration of another head coaching job after he did what he did in Denver? Lots of speculation. And – but – the writing on the wall, you see, the great thing about speculation is sometimes it tells a story, and that's what we have been doing. And you can say whatever you want. There's lots of news out there that is being talked about in the NFL, and look where we're hanging. We're hanging right here with the best team in football, which in reality is, is the, the actual Patriots. They're the better team. Let's go ahead and bring on 646. Who is this and where are you calling from? Sonny, this is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. What's going on, my brother? Good to see you. How <laughs> things sound in the big BK Brooklyn? <laughs> very cold. Very cold. Um, no, it is. I've been reading it's... the reports, man. Ooh. Oh, man. Where are you at? I'm in Dallas. So it's nice oh. here. It's been cold, but it's been cold for the last week. But now it's getting back to where it's supposed to be in the wintertime, around 56, somewhere in the 50s and 60s in, in the wintertime, oh, which is perfect My- for me. I love it. You, you, you would love 50s and 60s, wouldn't you? <laughs> I used to, yeah, I used to live down south for a little bit. I tell you what, yeah. I, I definitely miss the weather in the wintertime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, yeah. since I got you online, I'm glad you, you were able to join us. Listen, we, we blew up the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft situation. Let's get an idea of what you think about what's going on. I don't know if you heard our barrage about it for the left hour. What are you thinking is going on up there? Um, I didn't hear yours, but let me tell you something. When I read the report, listen, we're all grown adults now, so we've lived a little bit. And when I read the report, look, Tom Brady, <laughs> I'm not surprised that he's got the type of personality that would be prone to being part of a cult. Right. <laughs> or to yes. have cult-like <laughs> tendencies. You know, whether it's the Tom Cruise grin, whether it's the kind of, you know, hyper, he's on such a high level in terms of an athlete. I'm in yeah. my own world, hyper level, I'm untouchable. And regardless of where those guys at, guys like Guerrero will find people like that. Look at whether it's different forms of thinking like Scientology or what have you. Yeah. You'll always be able to find people. Yeah, did you ever watch the TV show Smallville? 
I have. Yes, I have. Yes. Uh, it, so the point, woman who played Chloe, now she's all grown up, and there was a report that she was into some type of organization that was recruiting young girls, you know, to become sex slaves. And this is not some conspiracy theory. She was doing videos for the group and all that. So actors, high-level athletes, people with high-level type of creative athletic positions that have a certain mind frame, tend to, you know, they tend to attract the Guerreros of the world. And, and then, you know, you, melt, you mold that with great success. And the fact that yeah. Guerrero has been able to tie it into these methods, it doesn't surprise me that someone like Brady could take that and put his own extreme spin on it and try to implement that into the organization, along with the fact that he feels because of it, I'm playing for the next four years. I'm never going to yeah. fall off until yeah. I'm ready. Bill Belichick, who probably doesn't care about any of that Guerrero stuff, is saying, as a football guy, that's great. You have been – you've made my career – but if I want to coach here, I do have to at some point accept the reality that you're not going to be able to play at the level. And my philosophy is when, when you can't play at the level, you got to move on. You go. And I need a backup yep. that can sustain yep. what I'm doing. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo, Sonny, is the next Montana. Maybe he is. Five games is five games. I mean, I judge my quarterbacks over longevity. But you got to have something in place because the reality is injuries happen. Age and attrition happens. Tom Brady's deep ball the past month, it's looking suspect as somewhat as it can happen as you get to 40 years old. So I think we're even starting to see it. Now, he's still the best in the world. But Belichick yep. is like, you know, we need, the, we need the quarterback. And, you know, Kraft decided, nope, stay stick it with Tom. I could totally see this playing out. Now, is the report 100% accurate? Who knows? Maybe there's some – He's taking some, okay, we can extrapolate out based on what this witness has said and this witness has said. But the thread makes sense, Sonny. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense yes. that Tom Brady has cult-like attitudes. <laughs> like, even when I saw the picture in the article with him, with that stupid Tom Cruise grin with Guerrero, I'm like, yep, I could see him pushing <laughs> this on the other players. I could see him pushing this onto the other players. You Forget what the trainers are saying. You need to do this. Yes. I could totally Thank see you. that. Tom Brady, Tom Brady is the guy, Sonny, Tom Brady is the guy that, based on everything we're seeing, politics, what have you, if the world is covered, if the, if the country is covered in volcanic ash, Tom Brady will sit back from, you know, and look at all the records and say, with that same grin, what the heck happened here? <laughs> that's, what, I can tell, that's Tom Brady. Like, yeah, why, did it, why did this happen? <laughs> Yeah, like he's in his own world. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Have you, by the way, have you ever seen the movie Bull Durham? Yes, I have. A long time ago. All right, back in this movie, I, I, I compare this situation to Bull Durham in the one scene uh, that was played out, and that is Crash Davis gets gets the the rookie gets Nuke Lelouch on track and. Everything is going well until the ninth inning. And when Crash puts down a sign and Nuke Lelouch shakes him off. And then Crash Davis stands up and says, can you believe this shit? This guy is pitching a two-hit shutout and he's shaking me off. That is what happened here with Bill Belichick and Crash. Kraft shook off Bill Belichick 
wanting to get rid of Brady, and he says, okay, and now what's he doing? He's going to give away the sign to the batter, and he cranks one out of the building. That's what's going on right now. Bill Belichick gets rid of Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo as ordered, and he's losing his defensive coordinator next year to be the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Josh McDaniels interviews with the Chicago Bears, and guess what? He's going to leave the heap right there at the feet of Robert Kraft, and he's going to say, figure it out, bitch. And that's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's what's going to happen here, without question. I mean, because people are are a victim of human nature. And Bill Belichick can deal with a lot of things. But when it gets to a certain point, he just turns everything off. And I think that's where Bill Belichick is right now in his career. He's done it all. He don't have to prove anything else. That is, you know, well, I can totally see that. And and also – and also, remember this, Patricia, Josh McDaniels, they've been great in that system, but we've seen other yep. coaches come from that system and not be great head coaches. Bill O'Brien's one of yes, the most sir. successful ones, and he's been okay. Um, you know, I like Average. Bill O'Brien. He's got some moxie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's no guarantee. I wouldn't be running to hire Patricia and, 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 and Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels was a master in Denver. So maybe he'll be better. Um, but they, because they're Belichick disciples, meaning Bill Walsh, you were a Bill Walsh disciple, but he had a different way of going about it. Belichick runs it like the military, so these guys try to go replicate yep. Belichick. And I'm like, that does, that's, that's not really a recipe for success. This is why I think Belichick and Tomlin don't get along, because I think Tomlin is his own man, a strong leader, who, who believes in doing things differently than Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick yep. got it. If you don't do it my way, then I don't have much use for you. Yep. And, and there's something to be said about that, too, because just look at the success of the organization with the way it's running for the many years that it's running, and now this guy's questioning what I'm asking, what, what I want to get done. Yes, Tom Brady's the golden boy, but just like anybody else in their 40s, okay, you know, the the the, the ability is going to decline, and you got to have someone right there. So, you know, what, I think Cuervo, I don't, you didn't hear his, but once Kraft went with his heart instead of business, when his heart said, oh, Tom Brady, we can't let you go, he went with his heart. And the business-minded Bill Belichick says, no, this is how you do business. You, you cut the guy that's going to probably be – a problem later on, whether it's one year or two years. And I go back to the Seymour cut. I'll tell you right now, I I said, in my mind, I thought Bill Belichick had lost his mind when he cut uh, (laughs) Richard Seymour. Lost his mind. I thought he he needed to go to the mental institution or he went (laughs) off of his bipolar meds, you know, and, and, you know, here it is. But I'm going to tell you right now, the, the fact that they that they lost him, you know, when they when they let uh, Seymour go after the right move because Seymour wasn't the same afterwards. Um, uh, I I knew this guy was a genius. Let me bring in Steel City Storm. How you doing, my friend? Greetings and salutations. Are you a happy Steeler fan now that this whole thing is crumbling? 
over there in New England. I mean, you, you got You guys must have had a party in the streets. No, because we want one more shot of them because we beat them the first time, and I'll repeat it again. It was a catch. <laughs> yes, it was. It wasn't. But okay. <laughs> it wasn't. Yes, it was. His knee was down. Damn right, it was. His, his knee was down. Then he lunged. Okay, so no touchdown. But anyway, I, I get no, what you're saying. No, knee down in the roll book, Sonny. Knee down the roll book, Sonny. Two feet. I quote the roll yeah. book. Yeah, and then and one, knee wasn't equals, one knee equals two feet. Two feet. In. <laughs> That's Not right. I'm quoting the rule book. And the lunge, it's the two feet. <laughs> I love it. I, In I other words, by the rule book, it. it's a touchdown. On another Sonny, page, have, it's a touchdown. Sonny, I have two words. It, 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 doesn't, matter. Honestly, it, it doesn't matter a hill of beans because we still, if we take care of our business, we're still going to have to go up there and get a win. And I have two words for you. If healthy, there's my two words, and I think he is, Joe Hayden. Let's come see when we've got Joe Hayden over there. Let's let oh, see right. having Joe Hayden there healthy. That's a different ball game when we're playing. Best that. season move, I, I think, except Jimmy Garoppolo. Best uh, yard know, uh, during season move it, in the season was Jim it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Joe Hayden was the next. He was the only thing worth a nickel off of the Cleveland Browns. So you have to give him an opportunity in a real program, and it, I think right. it was a good move. He's been very good. Yeah, they they don't throw at him, Sonny. They don't throw at him. Yep. They take their chance with Artie Burns. They don't throw at now him. Now he's now he's got a chance to play for the Super Bowl. Imagine how much better he's going to get. I mean, can you can you imagine being with the Cleveland Browns as long as he is? Is why am I busting my butt here in week <laughs> eight, sixteen, week fifteen and fourteen? Screw that. Now he's got an opportunity, and it, this is the best thing that happens for him. But. You know, th- th- this game that's coming up, regardless who it's going to be, um, you know, Cuervo thinks that they're done in the first round, their uh, first round, which is the second round. I don't see it myself, but w- will end up happening. But, th- you know, as far as what you're looking at, Steele, when you've seen the story, first of all, does the story about the Belichick craft and uh, Bill Bell- uh, um, Tom Brady's story surprise you at all, or is this just business as usual? Is this a smoke screen? Because I've even heard this one. This is a smoke screen to get everybody's mind off of all the other crap that happened over the years. No, I think that uh, um, I never took craft as an owner, and I'll compare the Roonies to it, and you know the Steelers' uh-huh. history. Uh-huh. We love you, uh-huh. but when you're done, you're done. And it's business as usual. It's not personal. It's business. And I believe that Belichick has more of a mindset like the Roonies do when it's time for a player for, and you're looking at longevity um, and uh, uh, to be successful and competitive, sometimes you make hard decisions. And I believe that there's some truth to it. I don't believe Kraft. I believe he lets the uh, inmates run the asylum, sort of speak. I don't believe he yeah. runs it the same way the Roonies do. I believe he. I believe he does. I believe all that. I believe that uh, Brady did have some influence to it. I believe Belichick was looking to the future, and a few egos got hurt. But here's what I'm going to tell you as a Steeler fan, and I follow football. I'm going to be 53 years old, so I have a little bit of time following the game. Here's what I know: before Belichick and Brady got there. 
And once they both leave New England, football there will be irrelevant once again. When yeah, they it's going to be like nuclear bomb goes off there. It was irrelevant before they got there. They had the Bruins. They had the Celtics. There was higher stories in that city than the Patriots. They made a dynasty, whether you want to call it cheating or not. They did. They won a lot of football in that 17-year span, and when they go, it'll go right back to the way it was. That's the difference in ownership. Even in the old times of the Steelers, stadiums were still packed. Right. They were still winning records. They didn't win Super Bowls. Right. But it'll yeah, be and Kraft, this is his first shot. Yeah, this is Kraft's first shot, his first t- uh, team coach and owner. So this guy doesn't have a history of doing what Rooney's been doing for many, many years in Pittsburgh. Not only that, you know, and the tenure of most coaches over there in, in Pittsburgh, it's more than two or three, four years. I mean, you, you got him there for decades, for God's sake. So, yeah, it's a guy that's proven over and over a Rooney that – you, as an owner, you just supply the money, let the football players take care of football business. And that's not what happened here with Tom Brady and, and Kraft there, Bryce. You, you had got an owner who decided that he was going to Jerry Jones it and say, I'll make this decision. And it was, and I think it's, a, and I love Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the GOAT. But I'm going to tell you, just really simple. If Bill Belichick says, Tom Brady, it's time for you to go, there is something there. There's a reason why. Because, listen, Bill Belichick may have an ego, but he knows what wins football games. Okay? Right. And when Bill Belichick says it's time for you to go and Jimmy can step in so we can continue what you're doing, guess what? That's the mo- let, let's just say if I was Bob Kraft, I'd say, you know, you know Tom, I love you. Hey, 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 thank you. I gave you all the money and everything. Um, you know, and, and the rings and everything, but, you know, business is business and football is business and your football is your business. So you need to find another team. That's what I would do in a heartbeat, because when you have success for as long as the Patriots have had it here recently, and especially with the way football is changing, especially with the rules that are changing, they go with the changes, keep up with the changes. And guess what? They're in the playoffs every single year except one, and they were 11-5 and five the year they missed it without Tom Brady and Matt Castle, and they didn't make the playoffs. So you're talking about a football team that wins consistently 11 games or more for the last 17 years. Sonny, you are absolutely 100% right. I mean, look, I'm, you know I'm a guy. I, I, so, I, I never get sick of hearing that, by the way, but thank you, Bryce. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, Put it, put like any homerism aside and just look at it from an unbiased perspective. Brady's the GOAT. Belichick can be considered the greatest head coach of all time. Goat. One of the greatest coaches of all time. Change, so, change when the he name said, of the from one goat to another, to when Bill Brody. Belichick's a football guy, says, Robert, I'm sorry. I know we love him. We got to talk to him, but it's going to be time to move on. I know he wants it, but he's going to have to do it another way because we got our guy that's going to help sustain us. And I just don't see it from a football standpoint. Even if you got to sit down and go play-by-play play with the owner, it's like Robert Kraft needed to listen to Bill Belichick and just let it ride. Every organization deals with it. It's not comfortable. You don't want to have to do it. I know you've built a great relationship with this guy. He's meant everything for the city and the franchise. But the, when the ride ends, it ends. That's part of the job. And for him to usurp the coach, he gave the powerful personnel to say, 
I'm making this decision is very egregious for him to do that because he put, Absolutely. He put the long-term health of the franchise um, in jeopardy for one player. You can't run your organization like that. Look, look, okay, nope. good example. Look at Troy Palomalu. Look at him. He has been great for the – he was great for the city of Pittsburgh, one of the best safeties to play in the past 50 years of the game. They let him go. <laughs> and, I'm, and I think he still wanted to play. They didn't feel he could play. He had to go. And I hate seeing him go. But, but at the end of the day, you have to do what's best long-term for the organization when it comes to these great players. You've got to know when to cut yeah. the cord. And Robert Kraft should have listened to his coach. Look, Tom's going to be mad. You'll mend it in a year. He'll be back and you'll say, look, look, Tom, you, it's not personal, so I'm not going to act like it's personal. But when you let this decision they made with Tom Brady, this is personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you put yeah, personal over the team. It's not good. And, and, and I go back to what, what's going on right now is sabotage. That's the word. Bill Belichick, you don't cross – first of all, you don't cross a rattlesnake, Okay. That, and that's what Bill Belichick is. This guy's the biggest pain in the ass ever when it comes to, you know, <laughs> as far as anything. And you don't piss off a grizzly bear. You don't piss off a snake. And guess what? That's what happened here. So what does he do? He got rid of Brissett for the reason, okay? But now, Garoppolo, fine. I'll get you nothing for him. A second rounder's a joke. Half the time, they don't make the team. But guess what? Not only does – the reason why I say sabotage, he, he – insults the thing and brings in Brian Hoyer. Okay. Let me repeat that. Okay. Brian (laughs) Hoyer is the backup quarterback and he's going, yeah, let something happen to Tom Brady. And then let's really, really remember how great I am because he, he, Hey, when any team signs Brian Hoyer, it's either because of stupidity or sabotage. And Bill Belichick is not stupid, okay? There is a reason behind all these moves lately that are not so bright, and it's sabotaged. Someone crossed the bear. They made they, – they, they crossed the grizzly bear, which is that, you know, that, that head coach GM over there, and you just don't do it, and he will. He's going to – hey, I don't know. Steele, do you think he drops it in their lap at the end of this year, or do you think he's going to coach next year there in New England? That's a good call. Um, there's definitely plenty of opportunities elsewhere. Um, and I think that he gets uh, the angriest of all three of these culprits, Brady, Kraft, and Belichick because Belichick probably is the one that puts the most work in of all three, yep. to be honest with you. I agree. He's the one. 100%. So when you're – this is just like workplace drama. I, I work at a facility here in Pittsburgh. It's one of the oldest facilities in the country. It's called U.S. Steel. There's a sign on the front that says 1875 because that's when it was built. And we always tell everyone, especially new managers, when they come in, when they think that, you know they're going to solve the world's problems, it ran before you, it will run when you leave. Absolutely, and that, yeah, hey, that is hey Bryce, that 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 sentence right there is not what the Patriots are because guess what? They've never had the success before Robert Kraft. They never had it, so we don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Unlike obviously what's happened in Pittsburgh and their front office and the way it's been running for years and years and years. Yeah, I mean their success is tied into Belichick and Brady. 
Belichick yep. comes in. He has a bad 2000. I remember thinking, oh, they hired this guy. Wow. And then, you know, Brady ended up being who he is. And yep. that's their success. So you're right. After that, we don't know what your success is going to be like. You're still building it, you know. The, yep. the, the Patriots in, in 15 years will have a following across the country, probably like the Steelers. Everyone coming out to the games because they've watched the winning. But, you know, Pittsburgh has had that and now had, had their resurgence and had another resurgence. So, you know, Pittsburgh is setting up, and they're setting themselves up really, really nice if you look at the team. I mean, you get a healthy Joe Hayden. You got him for two more seasons. You know, Ben's been talking retirement. I think the way Ben's played in this offensive line, he's going to have two more seasons. You know, and then you've got to figure out the quarterback. But Mike Tomlin, let me, let me, let me tell you something. Mike Tomlin ain't going nowhere. Mike Tomlin is no, a football family. That's it. He's yeah, not going nowhere. And he'll be coaching this team, and he needs to because he's a top five coach. And when Belichick, when Belichick leaves, let me tell you something. Tomlin might be the best coach in the NFL. When I, Tomlin I, leaves. You know, I wish I could I mean, argue when that point leaves. because I, I wish I could argue that point because I don't like I don't like Tomlin in his post games. You know, so what I've done is I've taken that completely out and looked at him as a coach because I, I'll tell you sometimes the excuses that he makes. It, it, and I'll tell you the one that took me over is that we can't come in and win in New England. There's got to be microphones in the locker room. That ticked me off, so I stopped listening to him because that's – Well, he didn't say it like that, Sonny. Come on. But that's, you go, what, that's what he it's said. Like you, it's like you get on something like with your Jaguars and then you, you're over-exaggerated, man. Come on. Right. Bryce, that's exactly what he said, but he used different words. You and I both know it. Don't steal. Did he say that in, in, uh, in other words? That's exactly what he said. It, well, yeah, well, he I mean, did, he did talk a, about the headset always mess up, but he didn't say it was a reason they lost, though. Come on, son. <laughs> yeah, hop if in you there, put steal, a microphone, Hey, if you put a microphone in every locker room, every coach, and I include Belichick, would say something to that degree. He just got caught. I agree with that. So what? Oh, oh, oh wait a minute, Sonny. How about did? Bill Belichick after the Broncos beat them and that Wes Welker block, and he got in the media the next day and cried about that block on keep to leave. Well, of course. What's like good a for the goose is good for the dander when it works <laughs> in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> He talked about it for it's half the price, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like getting caught, you know, when you steal the other team's videos and they're practicing and taking their signs. They, everyone does it. New England just got caught. Yeah, right. Everyone does it. Yeah. Sonny just, Sonny just knows that we know deep down he's rooting for his jaggy wires today to advance to the second the round and go to Pittsburgh. Listen, I'll tell you the reason you guys didn't hear. The reason why I'm I am picking the Jaguars not because I'm a fan, and it's the running game. There's the difference, and because if you look at everything else, I'm not I'm not saying the Buffalo Bills defense is good as Jacksonville, but I think they kind of 86 themselves out. The quarterback positions they 86 themselves out. Tyrod Taylor and you know the, and 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 my boy. Okay, they're about the same anyway. You got an injured running back, even though. <laughs> Fournette has been known to get injured. Right now he's healthy. The difference in this game is going to be the running game. Uh, so, but since we got you online, what do you think about the Jaguars' chances of getting the victory against Buffalo? What do you think, Bryce? I tell you what, I could be wrong. I'm going with the upset, the Buffalo Bills. Going to Jacksonville me. and get the win. I know. Now, look, I know what this sounds like. 
because I, I don't know why, I, I came on last year, I said, yo, I don't hate Blake Bortles. <laughs> and you were like, Blake Bortles is terrible. I will admit it. Yeah. I know it. And I have them bullish. But there's something about the Bills team. I think they play disciplined. I love Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator. I think their defense is very underrated. And this type of defense with this coordinator can force the quarterback, Bortles, into enough mistakes to keep the game close, and they can win it. Tyrod can make a play or two. They can win this game 16-13, um, 12-10, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, 19-14 or something like that, and get out of there with a win. I like Kelvin Benjamin. I think he's type of physical receiver that I think can make a couple catches in the secondary, get some separation. I like the Buffalo Bills. I think the Jaguars can do the same thing that you said that the Buffalo Bills could do to Tyrod Absolutely. Taylor. That's why I'm so. That's why I think they need to stick themselves out. Steele, what do you think? I think both quarterbacks are the two in this playoffs. You just shake your head and wonder who's going to show up because I don't trust both of them, to be honest with you. Jaguars on paper definitely look stronger position by position because of the running game and defense. But if you look at when the Bills played this year and as the year went on, who did they play well against and who did they intercept good against and play well against? Your ghost, Tom Brady. Now, if they can confuse Tom Brady in that offense, what do you think they could do to Blake Bortles right now? It's the key for this one. Whoever gets the lead has the advantage because they can lead. Is Shady McCoy going to be able to run? Is he healthy enough to play today? That'll be I think Cuervo's um, right. Injuries and yeah. So um, about, I'll be honest with you. So, uh, uh, I'm just uh, for my prediction. I'm being selfish here. I want the Jaguars to win because I want them to yeah, come I here know. and take care of and finish business. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I can yeah, see that. I hear exactly what you're talking. And Cuervo, I think, is right. And he is back up on there. And we're going to go into the next game. But Cuervo's right. If one team gets out to a ten nothing lead. Forget it, it might be over. So I'm going to bring back in Cuervo. We're going to go to the next game and the last game. And we got four guys up online. We got Bryce, we have Steel City Storm, myself, as well as Cuervo. Game up on tap the Carolina Panthers, 11 and 5 in the regular season. Go up against 11 and 5. It's the same thing. This game is in a dome, this game is not at home. This is a game right now, Cuervo. When you look at the when you look at the landscape of this game, it definitely favors the the Saints because of what it is. It's an indoor game, and in reality, I I don't trust. First of all, I don't trust Cam Newton, but really, I don't trust Cam Newton indoors. I like Cam Newton outdoors. I don't like him indoors. And I, I don't know what it is about this game. I've heard a lot of things being talked about at Cuervo, and they're saying, and, and quote-unquote experts are saying Cam Newton is going to go in there and get a victory against the Saints, and I'm wondering how the hell they're thinking at Cuervo. What do you think? Well, first of all, Sonny, um, you know, I just want to welcome uh, Steel City and, and Bryson to the show. I appreciate you guys being on with us. Um, you know, I, I – I look at this game, Sonny, and, and I think to myself, you know, when it comes to winning playoff games, what are, what are some of the things that, that you need? All right, what, makes a, what makes a Super Bowl winning team or what makes a team that can run deep into the playoffs? Well, first of all, you need a defense, okay, because defense still wins championships. I don't care 
how the game has changed and whatnot. You still need solid defensive play throughout the postseason to get into uh, at least get into the Super Bowl, let alone win it. Okay. So are you? Hold two, on, let think, me just interrupt you really quick. Are you saying the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win the Super Bowl? I didn't say that, Sonny. I, didn't, I wasn't <laughs> going to go that far. But all right. Sonny, Sonny's you, rooting I, for I, it. He's rooting for it. He's just, he's just not admitting it. <laughs> I mean, that that would be the day, though, that the Jaguars get there. You know, we'll oh, talk about wow. winning later, but imagine them getting there. I know Sonny would be happier than a pig in mud, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, you still need, you need solid defensive play. All right, number two, you need solid quarterback play. Well, yes. look at these teams. All right. Quarterback play, maybe advantage New Orleans. I don't think Cam Newton's been – this, this ain't the worst Cam that we've seen, guys, all right? I, I think we can all safely say that this isn't the worst Cam we've seen. Last year was bad. And that's why they didn't make the playoffs. Okay? Now, as far as defense is concerned, you know, as much as of the success you uh, you know that the Saints have had – I don't think I trust. I still, I still feel like I don't trust the Saints' defense because you look at the way last last week ended. Okay, the way the regular season ended, they had that win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they let they let Jameis Winston have his way in that yeah. last minute and a half, two minutes, or whatever it was. And that right there is 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 not a good taste you want to have going into the postseason. And that's what scares me about this Saints team. And nothing against the offense and what it's done. And, you know, with Kamara and Mark Ingram and, and Drew Brees throwing the football. And that's great and all. But let me ask you a question, guys. If it's a tie game, okay, and Cam Newton's got a minute and a half to go with two timeouts, how much do you trust that Saints defense to get a stop? I don't think I even, – even with them being on the road – I don't know that. I don't know that. Or the well, the Saints being at home. I don't know that. I trust the Saints defense to be able to make a play and make a stop right now. Just, Good point. I mean, they allowed Jameis Winston to beat them last week, honey. Going into the yep. playoffs with a loss like that, the, the momentum is just. I don't feel like it's there for the Saints. Bryce, what do you take a look at in this one? What, what what's your take? You know, I hear those points. Here's the thing. I think the Saints, with Drew Brees and his age and, 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 and finally, you know, with his experience, they've actually found the formula. They finally got the defense together, two bookend corners that are going to challenge you, that allows their defense to be more multiple. And I tell you what, the key is Alvin Kamara. Oh, that I agree. Big point. The, that yeah. guy gets it on the stretch play. He is – look, that's football is football. You got that tailback that can run the football like that. And you couple that with the fact that the foul, you know, Cam Newton is as, as dynamic as he is. There's not a lot of weapons around him. They, 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 I don't think they've been as diligent as building the weapons around their franchise quarterback as they need to. I like Funches. Since he's a good player, I would like to see more around him. I like Christian McCaffrey. I think they're good pieces. But Cam, they've got to draft more and get more weapons around him. I think the Saints are the more well-rounded team playing at home. They've already beaten the Panthers twice. It's tough to beat a team three times in a row. But 
I think where the advantages the Saints have with their corners, good solid defense, and a run game that's going to be very physical. I think it's just, I think it's going to be too much for the Panthers. Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram can line up, get the football on the land play, and control the game, and that takes away from what Carolina wants to do. I'm going with the Saints, and the Saints are my sleeper pick to make it to the Super Bowl. There, well, there's a lot of people saying that. Steel City, what are you looking at? With Carolina, what you noticed towards the end of the year was there's a storage sighting. The other forgotten running back that's actually been starting to make some hay, getting some running games, a couple hundred-yard games, and you throw in Cam Newton and McCaffrey, and then, of course, Funches. But what I like about the Saints is, is the two-headed monster, the running game. And Kamara, especially on special teams, which could be play a key part today, he has been dynamite. But what the forgotten guy in the Saints is, not Michael Thomas, but Ted Ginn Jr. He still has that speed to stretch the field. And without uh, Benjamin no more in Carolina, they don't have that much of a effect on stretching the field with a powerful running game. Plus playing at home and then the emotion, I'll take the Saints. Wow, yeah, interestingly enough, I look at this game and there's a lot of things I look at, but really, I, I got to go with the trust factor. Who do you trust the quarterback the best? I mean, is it Cam Newton or is it Drew Brees? Okay, obviously, I mean, I, 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 maybe it's me, but I mean, Drew Brees, you know, is the guy that gets the job done. Not only that, He's doing it differently this year. He's thrown 137 fewer passes this year. That's only 536 compared to the years in the past. I mean, so you, you got to understand, you know, the, the difference in the team and how they've changed the transition of that team to be more complete this year compared to the Saints teams in the past to where they are now. And the Saints have a defense. I mean, Cuervo, when's the last time we talked about the Saints before this season, having a defense at all. Cuervo, we, don't, we, we never talked about the Saints having the defense, except if you were talking about whether or not it was, you know, they're, they're going after players, you know, you know, the bounty gate thing going on. Uh, but even when bounty gate was going on, they still didn't have a good defense in reality. I mean, so I, I, I just look at everything else. It, it, what it, who is the better rounded team? I usually look at the quarterback. Who's the better quarterback? To me, that's easy. That's Drew Brees. Then you go to the more complete team. To me, that is the Saints. That's why I'm going Saints. Hey, Cuervo, what, I mean, who are you going with? You know, Sonny, I, I got a lot of love for Drew. I do. And I got a lot of love for Alvin Kamara. You already know why I got a lot of love for Alvin Kamara. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. So, okay. But, you know what? I don't have a lot of love for the Saints. I'm sorry, Sonny. I mean, yeah, I know you guys don't agree. But I'm telling you that just just the, 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 the vibe that I get from that Saints defense, I'm not feeling it. So, I'm actually going to go. On the other side, I'm going with Tarvin's Carolina Panthers. And, you know, I, I understand. Offensively, hey, Cam don't have a lot. He doesn't. But here's the question. When has he ever had much? When has he ever a had a guy that he can, that he can throw, a, 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 you know, a ball up to and go make a play? He's never really had a guy like that before. You know, and, and as far as the running game, hey, Jonathan Stewart's still there. Um, I think I don't remember if D'Angelo Williams was on that Super Bowl team two years ago. I don't think he was, but 
I think he was already with the Steelers. But, you know, the thing is, Cam has been doing this with the same mediocre type of, of playmakers around him. The difference to me, though, is I think what, what wins this game for Carolina is their defense. Their defense is going to find a plan to to suffocate two Brees and try to force him to, to make plays quickly and, and get rid of the ball quickly where, you know, it's New Orleans offense, is, it's a lot of timing and it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's, pretty, it's a pretty vertical offense still. Um, I, the thing about the thing about Carolina too is that hey, you know, and, and Tarvin mentioned it earlier when he was on. Ron Rivera gets his two-year extension. He's feeling good about himself. They say, hey, here you go, Ron. Have have another two years on us. Now go out there and go win this game for us. And he's like, all right, you got it. So, you know, when when you got a coach that's feeling good about himself, he just got an extension. Like to me, that that right, you know, little things like that. Is, is what builds that confidence, and, and that's what I'm seeing, and that's what, you know, with the Carolina Panthers, that's what I'm kind of getting the feeling of. So that's why I like Carolina, Sonny. You know, everything with the defense playing well to, uh, you, know, you know, I think Bryce mentioned it's hard to beat a team three times in a season, and, you know, what normally happens when, when a team tries to beat a team for the third time? Normally it doesn't work. So... That that's all those little things like that to me equals a Panthers victory today. Well, you know, it's interestingly enough to say that I heard, and I don't know where I heard it. I, I want to give the person credit. I just can't remember it. Last twenty times that this has been set up to win three games in a row, the the team uh, the team has been able to do it thirteen times out of the last twenty. Now, I don't know if you want to think of that as a good record or not. It's over 50%. Um, so that having been said, I don't know, you know, I, I I don't even look at three games in a row. I look at, you know what, you know, this, this is a team that's got a team, you know, they, they, got, they got their number. And right now, if you look at what's going on with New Orleans and everything, they, they've had his number. So, I don't know, Bryce, is there something to be said about a team having another team's number? Not only that, this is a division championship game all over again. I mean, I agree there's something. Well, to answer both questions, one, yes, there could be, because having another team's number could be based on matchup, schematics, um, just when you play that team. And, you know, for a while – the Steelers, but it can change, right? So, you know, going into the second answer, but for the first, the Baltimore Ravens, look at that. The Pittsburgh Steelers for a while had the Ravens number, particularly in the playoffs. Right. They couldn't get around. But they adjusted, they drafted, and then from about 2011 to 2014, you know, 15 was kind of a fluke, but they had our sure. number until we became a better team. So that leads me to, to the second point, which is, look, <laughs> if you talk about meeting a team three times, I think it's, it is very difficult to beat them because of the familiarity. But if the matchup favors you, and at the end of the day, you know, it, you're going to be able to get the win. And when you look at what Carolina does, I think the defense is good, but it's not as good as it's been. I think the Saints have a quarterback that is, that is you know, one of the elite players we've seen in the league over the past 20 years. They've got Michael Thomas. 
Ted Ginn Jr., speed on the outside, when you couple it with those two running backs, that puts a lot of pressure on a defense that I feel is good but not good enough to carry an offense that, while they have a dynamic quarterback, doesn't have the requisite weapons for an improved Saints defense. Lattimore in that other corner, I can't remember his name, but they are solid players. That allows you to do different things in the front seven to disrupt physical teams like the Panthers. That's why. That's a good play. point. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, looking at that, how how will the dis, how will the disruption be there? And Cuervo, I got to go back to what I've been saying about the Saints. The D, Saints defense has been there, but I honestly, and, and I don't know, am I wrong? I still think they're slow. I mean, I, I, God, they look like they're moving in slow motion half the time. I don't know if that's because of the teams they're playing. Traditionally, the NFC teams are a little bit slower than the teams in the AFC. AFC usually are faster teams. But, man, I look at it, it's like watching it in slow motion. You know, so, Cuervo, I don't know. I mean, is the Saints, the Saints well, obviously, you're not going with the Saints. You're going with Carolina. What are they going to do to the defense? How are they going to get around this so-called good defense in order to get the victory? Well, I think I think Carolina, hopefully, they continue to do what they've always done, keep it short. Um, you know, they understand they don't have guys that can stretch the field like New Orleans does, so Carolina's going to keep it a short game, you know. Uh, uh, you know swing pass here and there to McCaffrey slant routes to Funches, but Greg Olson could be the difference in this game for Carolina because uh, with, with, with what you mentioned, Sonny, with the secondary being kind of slow, that could be advantage Carolina because let me ask you, who, who's a guy that can match up with, with a guy like Greg Olson? You know, you, I, I get it. You know, Lattimore, good, good corner. But this rookie we're talking about is a guy that's never been in the postseason. And I think – I think Ron Rivera and the offensive coordinator recognize that, and they're going to try to take advantage of his inexperience. So, because I mean, yeah. overall, overall Carolina's the more experienced football team in, 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 in the sense of postseason and things like that, uh, because it's been a few years since the Saints have been in the playoffs. You know, they they took a few years off, quote unquote, from being from being in a postseason. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, but I mean. They, you know, can I make can I say something, guys? I've got to be totally honest. I hate this game. I hate this game because it's 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 totally against what the playoffs should be about. And what I mean by that, and it's not their fault. It's a divisional game. The playoffs should be about matchups we have not seen all year, not the same matchup for the third time. You know, like this Buffalo Jacksonville game. I can't wait to watch this game. It's going to be great. That Kansas City Tennessee game. Why do you think that game was so good? Because that's two teams that haven't played each other all year. Okay, the Rams and the Falcons. I don't know if they played each other, but that was a pretty decent game. So three out of four games are, are teams that haven't played each other. I'm telling you, this pa- this Panther Saints game is not going to be as exciting as these other three, but it's still going to be a good game. I just I hate breaking this game down because I just feel like. It's it you you don't have anything new to talk about. It's the same thing. Like you can go back to the first two games and kind of make your assessment from there. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's, it's still going to be a good playoff game. Um, but yeah, that that's what I think. So I think Carolina is going to keep it short. They're not going to try and go too vertical. 
unless uh, when they're in the red zone, they try to uh, make they you know, allow Greg Olson to go up there and make a play for them. I'm going to give Steel City the last word on this one here before we head on out of here. Steel, you've heard all the theories, all the things. What's your take here? Well, all my theories and all the takes have been great, and I agree with Kruger about as far as this game being not as exciting because of the strategies and the matchups. But Bryce is right. I don't pay, I don't. I don't even consider any game until I look at the matchups because it's all about matchups. That's that's all it is. And you look at this uh, team's strength versus weaknesses. This is where Milicek is probably one of the best coaches in the world because he'll study that. All matchups. Right. I don't care if he's a no-name guy on the team. He'll attack that if that's your weakness. Um, it's simple in my eyes. Uh, if the, the Saints are not as great defensively as they should be or could be, there's only one way to solve your problem you get after Cam Newton. You get in his face and you force him to throw because when he's under pressure, he does not make the best decision sometimes when it comes yes. to throwing the ball. And with his lack of weapons, and you kind of almost force him to want to throw in a certain area if you can make the matchup work or the scheme work, force him to throw to a certain area you want him to throw to be ready for it. That'll be a difference in the game because when it comes under pressure, Breeze will take a sack because he knows he usually – he'll force it sometimes himself, don't get me wrong. He's a lot more weapons to work with. He knows when to take a sack. Sometimes Cam yes. Newton will want to extend the play like Roethlisberger, and sometimes you get yourself in trouble. So that would be the key. I think you're. I think you're right. That's gonna. Be, it, this one's gonna be a good one. Um, I think I. You know, I, I'm the only one on online right now that's taking the Saints in this one. Of course, I've been really good. I'm 0 and 2 so far. That, you know. So, and who knows? Watch the Buffalo Bills surprise my team out there. That'd be wonderful. Um, just to put uh, icing on the cake on as far as who's the. You know, it, it, is Blake Bortles the joke? I think he is. And. Let's see if he proves it today. So, good stuff here as we popped out here three hours. Sonny, your guys are going to be fine today. Yeah, well, (laughs) well, we we will find out. I don't trust him. I I, I, I think they win the game, but I don't trust Blake Bortles because he is the joke of the NFL at quarterback. Besides Tyrod Taylor, so who's the bigger joke? We'll find out here in a few minutes. This one's about ready to kick off. Thanks for joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That being said, each and every Sunday, hope everybody has a great day. Enjoy the games of the NFL. Everybody have a good day. We're out of here. Bye-bye.